Welcome everyone to another episode of the Absolute Geek Podcast. I'm Matt. I'm Brian. Oh, solo key. There it is. Solo key. Brian. Corbin. Travis. Hey, how's it going, guys? Good stuff. Okay. Good. It's time to wake up, little Corbin. Time to wake up, little Corbin. All my content before the show started. <laughs> you did. You, oh. did. you did kind of use all your content before the show started. It was Travis's greatest hits. It was such a good story. We can tell it again. True that. True that. Oh man. Anybody who was tuning into the uh, the podcast starting soon screen got to see little sleepy Corbin oh, dreaming his God. dreams <laughs> and snoring his snores. Oh my lord, <laughs> Corbin. Corbin, why are you so sleepy, buddy? Are you working hard? <laughs> I, I, had a, I had a full meal that day. I was tuckered out. It hit me like a brick. <laughs> we had just went out to eat. I had myself some sliders, some boneless chicken wings. I went and moved on to uh, this giant cookie. And then I'm sitting there talking with Stolo. We just hanging out. And all of a sudden, I don't even remember. And I didn't know what that was. It was so embarrassing because we were talking about some dome or something. And like mid-conversation, I just, I don't remember the conversation. You don't the remember so much you froze. I fell asleep. <laughs> and you <laughs> freeze. Out, man. And are you? All of that and nowhere. I froze I'm again. A, a, new, a, new, a new router's on the way. My Wi-Fi's been historically bad. Yeah, he was just uh, Oh, sleep? He got his full tummy. You know how you <laughs> give like your kids the bottle and then you take and drive them around to put them to sleep. And was, he had a full tummy and drove them around a little bit. And it was... <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> oh man mid-sentence it was great if he get, if he keeps working out he's gonna get too big for that car seat too it's gonna be a real bad day <laughs> oh, i'm not man. getting any cheaper either oh y'all are mess that was that was a fun day though. I had, that, that, was was really a, that was a great he, day he we had, had a so look fun that day. he had a, t- a big day we did some comic book hunting we went to fantastic world in scottsdale did some comic book hunting he did some master negotiating <laughs> just some master nego- like negotiating like I've never seen before. If you need to anything negotiated in your life, prenup, divorce, buying a car, buying a house, the the transaction of a small child, Corbin is the man. Corbin's the man to go to. He is a master negotiator. He's gonna get you whatever you want for a good price. All right, can, I, I, can we see these skills, Corbin? Like, what's 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 your angle on yes, it? Yes, Corbin, please show us show yeah. us your master skills at work. Sir, right. I, I could check you, I could check you out right over here, sir. You just come around the side <laughs> of the, the counter. Well, yeah, like okay, so we were there. I saw this. I don't have it behind me. I'll grab it later. This. Uh, no, I think you need to grab it now for context. Okay, give me a sec. One we sec. need we need right. perfect context <laughs> for your master negotiating skills. Oh my lord. <laughs> we gotta have it. We I gotta, mean. We, these blew my mind. Dirt. Yeah, you got to see everything in action. It's it's a whole, it's a whole thing, and you got to have it all in action, because it just doesn't do it justice. 
while we're waiting for Corbin, how's everyone doing this week? Good, good stuff Ooh. all the way around. Exhausted. Oh, Brian, Brian looks a little, yeah. He's got a fan on him. Ooh. You look like like you're on the top of the Titanic there, buddy. I like that. That yeah. hair blow like the wind blowing in your hair. Dude, I, <laughs> I don't you represent. No, that's what Damn, Brian, Brian looks like. He's got his hair It's chewy and, and <laughs> hot, man. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right, You got that hot hair. Yeah. The stage saw, is yours, Corbin. Okay, I saw this, like, Jim Lee, uh, you know, Jeff Loeb, Scott Williams, Batman Noir Hush, right? Or Batman Hush Noir. You know, with the really cool artwork and the black and white. And I was like, okay, you know, I like this book. I'm trying to wrap my head if I want this or not. And I looked, and I asked him, you know, what price it was, and he said it's cover price. Well, cover price is 40 bucks, And I was like, eh, I don't know, because it's kind of dirty, you know? There's, like, there's some marks over here and uh, right there, and, like, there's a dent in here. You know, it's, it's like, wait, where is it? Boom, right there. And there's some other, like, you know, minor damage, but enough that it's not going to be a book I put on my wall. It's going to be, like, a really good-looking reader copy. And so I'm like, I'm going to see if I can haggle him a little bit, right? So... I told the guys I was going to try, and I was trying to wait for everyone else to buy their stuff. I thought we were going to have some lengthy negotiations here. So I go up to him, and I'm like, um, you know, I, this, this book is, is 40 bucks, but, you know, I kind of want to haggle with you. I, I think it's a little dirty. And then he said, okay, 25 And I said, okay, sold. And that was the deal. Um, wow. I, what uh, a master stroke of that, genius. That's not, that th is. The words, I kind of want to haggle with you, never came out of his mouth, by the way. It, it was, he walks up to me and he's like, I think I'm going to ask for a discount on this because it's kind of it's kind of dirty. And I was like, all right. And he walks up to the counter and he's like, yeah, so I want to get this, but it's kind of dirty. So, and he was like, 20 bucks. And Corbin was like, done. The words I got, I think I want to haggle with you, or would you be willing to haggle? Never came out of his mouth. No, it, it was just the most awkward like stumble through you've ever seen. Because he's like, well, it's kind of dirty. Instead of just being like, hey, so I was wondering if you'd be willing to take this price for it, because yeah. I mean, it is kind of dirty, you know. And he, he didn't point out the, de the defects in the book at all, except other than the dirt. And he's like, oh, twenty-five bucks. And Corbin's like, uh, sold. I mean, in fairness, the, the yeah. shop owner didn't even really give him time. I mean, the no, shop yeah, owner true. Knew. He yeah. was like, I want the book off my shelf. Right. I just yeah. want it gone. Who else am I going to sell this to? How about 25? Like, he didn't even give him time. And Corbin's like, oh, uh, uh, okay. Like, he was waiting, and then it was just, you know, it shocked Corbin. And Corbin's like, uh, uh, okay. And walked out with the book. It was Thank great. You. It was Thank perfect. You. I was like, damn. We were all like, damn. How and much for that Hulk 181, boss? <laughs> Got a little dirt on it. Yep. <laughs> Get I'm him Corbin, you, come just, on. Just, oh, that's man. the master way for Corbin to negotiate is you just walk in and be like, there's a little dirt on it and going to get you your price. That damn was... it, I missed it. <laughs> <laughs> damn it. <laughs> Kyle, Kyle did very well. Did I miss the negotiating skills? God damn it. You did. How's it going, Kyle? We had a full group. Okay. We did. I was going to take the night off. And I was sitting there and I was at the grocery store. I was like, you know, I'm going to sleep. I'm going to go to bed early. I had a rough week. I'm like, fuck it. You know what? I'm going to take the night off. And I'm at the grocery store and I automatically got a bottle of whiskey, automatically got Red Bull. <laughs> 
A couple of uh, dirty melons you got a discount on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> These melons are dirty. <laughs> this and bottle like, of whiskey here, this handle, got a little dirt on it. <laughs> I got it for 25. Fucking, I got it for fucking 11 because it was, see how it's got a sticker on it? I was like, look at this dirty ass fucking sticker right here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. We're we're all learning mad Corbin skills. That's why <sighs> that's why you hang with the comic book barbarian. That's right. Because he teaches hey, you the reason he's a fucking barbarian. He's the he's the yeah. bargarian. Now he's the bargarian. That's right. <laughs> so not only not only did we see his master negotiating skills, we got to see his top notch food ordering skills in play too. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> Mixed with his listening skills. As we go out to lunch and we're at Chili's sitting down and the waiter comes up and goes, Hey, can I can I start you guys off with something to drink? And here's Corbin. Yeah, I want, I want this hot goddamn yeah. menu. <laughs> I want this like six chicken platter and I want are these sliders you know, just ordering food and we're like still looking at the menus and Corbin's ready to go. He's like, I'm not messing around. Screw your drinks, I want my food. I did not hear him say that. And it wasn't until I looked around, you guys were like, oh, okay, Corbin. I was like, wait, what? We're not. We're, I thought you asked, are we ready? I heard what I wanted to hear. I messed up. <laughs> that was so right. far. You solid, man. You were into it. You're like, yeah. hey, what's this? Can I get that? Let's get some of these and dish yep. it on over here. And then, uh, I mean, you were, you were on top. Three of these, it. and I want yeah. four of these, and I want fucking dessert, <laughs> and I want fucking everything. Oh, yeah. I guess I'll get something to drink, too. Oh my god. Garcon, how are the how are the chimichangas tonight? Mm, okay, yes. We'll have some for the table. He did not get a Long Island iced tea because they did not have the flavor iced tea he wanted. <laughs> so oh, he, or, he ordered the Long Island iced tea, hold the Long Island. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but like real quick, like that last week, last Saturday was it? Well, I measured my life in pay periods like every two weeks and like that was the best dang day. I need my life a pay a period at a time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what is your life if you measure it in pay periods at a time? Is it really worth living? I don't know. I struggle with that one in, in Dark Is Moment. my life really worth it this week? I don't get paid till next. <laughs> That, that was that was a good Saturday. That was oh, man. Fun. That was day period at a time. That was that was a twelve hour comic book like search mm -hmm. and digging and diving and hanging out with good friends like that. I mean that's what that's what really got us all into this whole hobby, isn't it? I mean just yeah. going out and hanging with your buddies and making jokes and shooting the shit running into people that watch the podcast right there in the that was so awesome yeah you guys gotta talk about that how that happened because that that was crazy so it, okay one happened to me and it, i i was awkward all day so i i walked in i just walked <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Jackson's like gonna spit his drink out. I mean, well, I think we had a couple of them all in the same store. It was like three or four, but one of them goes up and he's like, "Oh, I, just quiet." Like looking in the books, and he's like, "Oh, I listen to podcasts." And at first, I was like, "Well, it took him a while." Like he was like the the la that are you talking about the guy that was holding the box of comics? The short no. Oh. I think you were with me on this one. This one was the one where he goes, "I listen to podcasts," and I go, "What?" And I go, "Oh, me too." That one. <laughs> like, like, was that like, the dude who was talking to you about his experience at another comic book shop? Um, yeah, we ended, I ended up running into him. Yeah, he was um, the, yeah, because me and uh Kyle, it was like two or three people, 
Anyway, that guy was the same guy, yeah, because he was on his way out when we talked. And, um, yeah, he was holding those two, two sacks of, of stuff that he had. Yeah, and the shop owner brought up the show, yeah. And then, what, there was, like, two other experiences, something we made fun of, um, and he's like, oh, you say that on the next show. And then, so like, two he, more What people... he was talking about was oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> he was talking, they were talking about divorce, getting divorced. <laughs> he said, yeah, three, yeah. <laughs> and he said, I've gotten right. divorced three times What I've learned is – He's like, you can put this on the podcast. He's like, you know, comic books and wives. He's like, it's it's, it's something about it not meshing. <laughs> so I'm assuming he had a lot of cool comics and the wife knew. Just like, you know, my wife knows. Sell, sell, sell. No, no, no. <laughs> she knows what things are worth. And I'm pretty sure his wife, you know, being around him, he knows what it's worth. And I'm sure he lost a few good collections. Yeah, he was saying he had a couple of Batman or what number? I forget some early action comics, early Batman. But I forgot the other. It was like two or three people, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. There was the one kid, and then uh, the guy that was holding the box, and we were all like, God, "What's in the freaking box, man?" <laughs> dude, I was like, saying, "Dude, you're walking through a store with a box. Like, what's in the damn box?" Dude, everybody's killing screaming. us. Yeah, watching him like he's like, we're like vultures, and he's a dead piece of meat. <laughs> I was like. Yeah. I was like, what's in the box? He'd walk by and he didn't say shit. He's, I was like, <laughs> he'd walk by again. like, And you could tell he was kind of nervous to like say anything to us. Because he's like holding this box like this. Like it's, like it's, a, like it's 1986 and he's, he's got a goddamn broom box. And he's looking at the PC boys. He's, he's the milkman. He's coming to deliver some cream for you. And he's, so he's looking at like pops and shit. And he's picking the box up, putting it down. I'm like. Hey, what's in there? Nothing. <laughs> didn't even crack at a smile. Didn't even look at the box. Just pretend like I didn't say a goddamn word. Yeah, yeah it was. It's. It, I don't know if I. Ever, it was weird though. When people, I, like, I think I even I said, would... "Ooh, Snyder." I was like, "Ooh, um, Batman box." It was the box. Now the box is <laughs> on the ground. Like I was saying shit. And then finally, he's like, "It was Schrodinger's cat." It was. Either there was comics in it or there wasn't. Yeah. You know, like, he's like, is this the guy who's like, do you like podcasts? You know, it was like his pet iguana that he carries around. Probably. <laughs> so there's some sort of like reptile, half dead reptile in that box. He just carries it where it goes. Or it's like the mm. end of fucking seven. <laughs> yeah. What's but, in the box? But it, made, <laughs> it made me realize, like, Okay, there's okay, so you have hot naked, half naked chicks in lingerie or whatever, and then you have like total nerdy dudes holding a box, and we're all, you know, it like there's your options, you know, and guys are normally like of our nerdiness or like what's in the box? Like I know what she's holding, I can see most of it. What do you got in the box? What <laughs> is in the box? What's in the I can just see you guys like the beginning of the Beatles Hard Day Night movie where you're just running from fans down the street with your comics in your hand, just hoping it. <laughs> with a hard day. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was that was interesting though. And I've actually I get I don't get how much never had that like interaction before. Oh I listened to this all this and that. I was like, wow. Well, how long since your last pay period have you been out? <laughs> yeah. Since you measure your life in pay periods. Well, really it's how it goes. I get paid. I spend a lot of it on frivolous stuff that I probably shouldn't. Like this past week, I'd already spent like a quarter of it on mystery boxes before we hung out Saturday. Then I got a great deal from Brian on some books and I bought this book and then I filled up my gas tank and then insurance and then boom, I'm poor. 
and I'm living to the next paycheck where I'll spend on more things I'll immediately regret. And so that's just a function of how it happens. If I get a chance to hang out with people during that time, then yes. If not, and especially during this COVID time, then then, then it is what it is, you know? Do you do you have a bad habit? Do you shop under the influence? Like, do you get some, like, beers in you? You're like, all right, yeah, I'm going to buy this now. Click, click, click. Or no, I'm going to go to the store and buy this. Guilty. <laughs> 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 no, I've had my. He gets a couple iced teas down, and all bets are off. Yeah, no, I was like, all I need is some whiskey and clickbait. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing like waking up in the morning and seeing that you have like seven invoices to pay. <laughs> yeah, and you're like, I was like eleven, double down. <laughs> you're, like, you're nervous. I know you've done it too, Travis. Oh, I've like, definitely done it. Oh, what is it? What is it? Oh. Damn it. When, when the most messages you get from anyone that day is from PayPal? <laughs> you have an, you have an overdue pay, uh, invoice waiting for you. Or you see you bid like 800 bucks on a Spider-Man 129 that you don't have, oh. and you're like, oh, God, please outbid me. Please outbid me. Please, outbid me. <laughs> please comic gods. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm, 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 uh, I don't do it on the influence. I've had my embarrassing moments with that. Never again. But I'm one of those guys who, like, I'll make a shopping list while I'm broke. And then when I get paid, I just go to the list and click on it. And then, like, it happened. And then I move on. So it's, like, a moment of just absent-minded spend, spend. And then we wait. So, like, I had this $50 mystery box I was really excited about that I started to have second doubts or second thoughts on it before I bought it. But I bought it anyway. And then, like, it came in, what, we recorded yesterday, Matt? Yeah, yep. tell, us, tell yep. us how those uh, boxes went. Carl. I thought it wasn't the $50 box. We, I got I got a $50 box and a $10 box, and I got mixed up on which one was coming. The $10 box hasn't come yet. No, uh, $50 box and a, yeah, $20 that box. That was your $50 box. You got screwed. Exactly. That was my $50 box. <laughs> but, yeah. but I'll um, be honest with you. Watching Tales from the Spinner Rack, that, that is my favorite segment. Really? What? It, it's, well, what? I think it's cool that you're helping the – the rest of the community, like, hey, don't buy these boxes because, <laughs> look, I didn't get anything. Dude, it's awesome because you're like, I bought a mystery box. Let's see what it is. So now I'm like, I'm vested with you. I'm like, okay, what did we get, Corbin? <laughs> yeah. You I've, turned uh, you turned Tales from the Spinner Rock into an unboxing video. Congratulations. <laughs> a little segment of it, yeah. yeah. That was great. Unboxing rack. I get I've been lucky the last two times we've done it. Literally within hours, and Matt knows like the boxes come in the same day, and I'm like, Matt, guess what? He's like, get a box. I'm like, yes, and then we get it. So it's been even more fun. The hard part is waiting and then finding out. But yeah, I've enjoyed it. Um, except having being shackled with a bunch of comics that, you know, I'm, I, I, I'm gonna read because I'm a reader. But he's gonna put I, in I a box next to the water heater. <laughs> now, see, as as friends, we probably shouldn't do this, but what we totally should do is like <laughs> gather a bunch of really good books and put them in a box and just fan mail them to Corbin yes. and then at the very bottom of it be like by the way you have to give all our books back like this, <laughs> was, <laughs> ah, this is on you buddy this wasn't the best this wasn't the best box in the world <laughs> I would be crying I would lose my mind oh number one I was hyped about me and Matt we we're talking about what number one I get in my box and I was like I'm pretty sure it's gonna be a good one he's like oh yeah it's not gonna be like action comics or whatever and I saw it was Symbiote Spider-Man number one. For a moment, I was getting hyped, and then Matt's like, that's Symbiote Spider-Man. I was like, oh, yeah, it sucks. <laughs> I have a number one for you, Corbin. <laughs> do, you need, do you need a number? I got a number one. A number one? I'll sell, oh, I'll sell you or send you a number one. Oh, man. I'm, oh. I've got one mystery box, though. 
You, huh? I've done one mystery box. It was a mystery short box of Image Comics. Whoa. How was that? I mean, you've never done another one, so I guess it wasn't good, right? <laughs> They're not too bad. Like, for some reason, I was like, it actually panned out a little bit. I won't lie. <laughs> for some reason, I was like, I bet you there's a Walking Dead. It was before I had Walking Dead number one. I was like, I bet you there's a Walking Dead number one in here. I'm, I'm going to get the score of a lifetime. And I was like, Spawn Medieval, Spawn Medieval, Spawn Medieval. Fucking, I can't even remember what was in there. Fucking Wildcat. Like, it was a bunch of oddball shit in there. Well, I remember great. part of the ad was guaranteed no doubles. Wow. To the guy who sent that, you're a fucking liar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's a, that's a great segue for a question I have. What do you think, Kyle, since you're the walking dead, man? Here comes Negan again. What's up with that? I tip my uh, cheers. I'm so excited. Yeah, because I can maybe start selling like my walking dead stuff now. So explain to me, because I only know a little bit, because there's no necrophilia. Um, there, I mean, <laughs> Darn the, it. The, the TV show was good for, what, two years? Barely. Um, barely. And, and, and now it's, it's just, I don't even watch it anymore. What, Are you telling what, me that uh, when you see a zombie movie coming out, you're like, oh, sweet, some necrophilia. <laughs> like, <laughs> exactly, yep. I've got a dream, you know. It's, it's shout like, out hey, one of these, one day, <laughs> an episode of something is going to be like, hey, throw necrophilia in there, because I guarantee you as many crazy people in the world as there is, if zombies come, it's going to happen. I'm not oh, saying yeah. it's right. I'm saying it will happen because there is a lot Chad, of Chad will be the first one in line. His ass. <laughs> and I'll be like, wow, that dude's messed up. No, you'll be I right seen, there. I've like, that on the walking dead. right there. <laughs> yeah. My I'm time has come. I'm, make, I'm making money off this one. <laughs> He's like, walking so, dead, more like walking head. Come here, sweetheart. <laughs> <laughs> hey, girl. How you doing? He's out there. Never mind. <laughs> so what's up what's up with the storyline negan's coming back they're doing a whole nother book there it's just negan what what's what's the lowdown on the lowdown kyle matt talked about it yesterday i'm sure he has the article still uh yeah i mean there's not much about it, it just it comes out july 1st it's you're finding out what negan did between the time he left the group um and then the the final issue. So it's just kind of filling in gaps. And Kirkman and Adlard, they said we're we're done in this play the sandbox. We're not gonna play in here anymore. And now they're coming back in to try to help retailers and comic book shops. They're they're giving back to the people that help that give them a career. So they're releasing this special issue just for shops and I believe it's just one issue? It's just one issue. They're not, um, yeah, they're giving it to shops for free to sell. So, um, yeah, let's try to guess what we think it's about. I think it's going to show Negan sitting in a house the entire book, pondering. You think it's going to be a a three pages? Yeah, that's pretty bullshit. That's only one book, three pages, one issue, one issue. It's going to be him making that bat he made or whatever. No, that that's, the, that's the last oh, time we was it whittling it on a lathe. Yeah. <laughs> that's and the last like, time we saw Negan in the closer and closer, and then pan back out, and that's the book. 
That was the last time we saw him in the comic is when he broke the second Lucille that he made and he had the confrontation with Maggie and she left him and that was it. That was the last we saw him in the comics, so who knows? There's I already whole... said what I what I think it should be, but What, necrophilia? Yes. You think he should just start banging out zombies? Well, I think Negan was one of the craziest dudes on there that might be into that. Between him and the Governor. <laughs> I hope he's got a beard like Chad. He's wearing like a hood, like he's a Jedi Knight hiding. And it's just him kind of like sitting in a house making stew. Making his lightsaber? That'd be cool. I'd buy that book. He's just stirring the pot. I used to be goddamn Negan. <laughs> with Lucille. He's stirring the pot with Lucille. <laughs> I used to run shit. <laughs> well, I just heard about that, and I wondered uh, how excited you were or were not, Kyle, because I know you're a big Walking Dead guy. You'd love that. Anything Walking Dead coming out is exciting. Well, yeah, especially with the hiatus it's been on. Anything Negan coming out is exciting. He's by far one of the best villains in comics, so... It yeah. was. They did do a good job on Negan. But they really shit the bed in the show. Yeah. Yes, they did. They got an Imbo Negan. Yeah, I'm looking to see there. Yeah, that's that they, they don't really talk about the the, the storyline of it. Keep it in a surprise. Travis, how do you feel about Fuck the Walking you, Dead? Fries. Uh, I read it in uh, single issues up to, well, oh, but next, except for, I read the first couple of trades up to 100, and then I stopped uh, reading it. Not for any other reason than just I got sidetracked with other stuff, but I, so I dropped off at 100, and I dropped off the show like three seasons ago. Um, right when it started yeah. fucking, when they started dragging the show out. Yeah, I, it just seemed, and again, it wasn't one of those things that where it was just like, oh, I hate the show. It was just there's other, there's so much other good content and uh, coming out, and I, I, I'm still gonna go back and uh, it, the best thing about Walking Dead comic fans is they don't spoil anything, even years after issues have come out. Like I don't hear people, oh, this is that story arc where this happens or where Negan fucks that that corpse or you know. Uh, it only it happens is. in so, Chad's Walking Dead universe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 You heard the Snyder edit? Guess what? Yeah. The, <laughs> the solo Wookiee edit. Yeah, that's right. I'm looking it up. Looking at zombie porn zombies. bitches. Yeah, that's right. Come check this out. Everybody be watching again. They'll be like, wow, I don't know what happened, but this show got really good all of a sudden. <laughs> uh this this book <laughs> is really zombies. dirty. Can, this this book is dirty. Can I get a discount? Sir, it's pristine. Oh. No, the content. The content's filthy. <laughs> the content in here is so I, dirty. How about five bucks? Okay. <laughs> can I get a discount on this walking dead? It's filthy. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I love that shit, man. He's like, he's like, you know what? I'm just gonna bypass this whole entire fucking bartering thing. I'm just gonna lowball myself, and he'll he's gonna take it. That's exactly what it is. As, yeah. as, as he's back, as he's boarding, he's Corbin is wanting to barter over this $40 trade as he's bagging Captain America 100. Yeah. Fucking yeah. First Ant-Man. Yeah. First Ant-Man. Fucking... He's like, hey, check this out. First appearance of Doctor Strange. Yeah. Golden Age after Golden Age bagging it. Hey, how about uh, this how book's got a little dirty? 25? Like, I don't care. I'm holding like fucking $800 right Here's here, Here's Silver Surfer 1. Here's Silver Surfer 4. Right. Oh, I want the black and white hunt. <laughs> 
Oh my god! Yeah, I failed. Next time, baby. <laughs> okay. Next paycheck, baby. I already got like I already got like twenty books again earmarked to Brian's. I love doing this. Like, I have to say that's a big shout out to uh, Fantastic World Comics. So, how many yeah, comic absolutely. shops can you truly go in and barter on a new item? Yeah, no, that dude's super cool. Like, man. That there's, there's, that's or I the mean, extent of your barter is there's a little dirt on this. <laughs> twenty five bucks out the door. Yeah. But like, well, I mean, I how many shops have you gone to and be like, "Oh, hey, can I get the?" No, we don't barter. We're a fucking store. Yeah, right. no, he's like, "Fuck it, a sale is a sale." That's and that's. Well, especially, have you not been there before? Did he know you, Corbin? Like, especially someone coming in off the streets, you don't, you don't know. I, yeah, I'd only been there once before, and he wasn't there. Okay, yeah, even but he knows all of us from the show. Oh, with, oh okay. Well, then that. Yeah. yeah. Well, he he knew me. I didn't know. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that, so you I'm, got kind of like celeb status there. Maybe that's what it was. Weird, it was but it, like, felt, yeah. it felt like minor. It yeah. was kind of crazy. I'm not going to lie. Like Dude, when you go like you go on to the Oscars and you get a little gift bag action going on there. Yeah, I like that. I was surprised. I was like, yeah. oh, wow. You like, wow, okay. Yeah, great store, super for clean, very so well organized. Silver Lots of four. good books. Yeah. I mean, it was, it's a, it's a good store. I liked it. I love the way this, he's had it set up and clean and everything. It, yeah. What's the, shop. What, are, what are the crossroads of that? It's in, you said it's in Scottsdale. Yeah. I'll look up the address. Somewhere want. far away and off the freeway. 93, 93 North 90th street. Right there. Something like Frank Lloyd Wright and, and Bell, right? Just about. Oh, right. okay. Yeah. Right right there. There. Oh, wow. Yeah. It is kind of north. <laughs> yeah. Michael Stott says Corbin breaks out the Dino who I am. <laughs> What's uh, what you take? You're a good, you're a great spec guy. You write a lot of that, and you're you're normally pretty in the ballpark with it. So, well, new, what do you, what do you mean? Negan. Oh, new my Negan. Negan? I I want it. I think they're fucking up without it being a uh, an ongoing. What a fuck yeah. up! People want Negan. They want the ongoing. It's gonna be so. It's a 36 page issue, black and white. And it's available exclusively at comic shops, but there's going to be an extremely rare gold variant and silver foil variant for the the covers. Now, if if Kirkman only has a limited amount of time, he's a busy guy, and so only so many projects he can work on, um, would you prefer it to be, Brian, would you prefer he use his time doing a, what you know is like a character you like and continuing that story with like a Negan ongoing series or for him to go out and try something new and be like something shit we haven't even heard of yet <laughs> say that again the first part <laughs> <laughs> all right all right jack hold on to the bow the tip a little tighter <laughs> uh no so we, we have kirkman he was out he's he's like oh god i gotta pay attention now um so we, he has a limited amount of output right you know he's a busy guy he can he can either can write a Negan ongoing series or he can go off and do something new, right? Start something new. Would you rather go with the proven? I know I'm gonna like a Negan series, or do you want him spending that time developing something new that we haven't seen yet? I want to see him hand the reins over to somebody like Garth Ennis. Yeah. Ooh. Let's see what Garth Ennis can do with Negan. I mean, That's let's cool. let's let's let. 
somebody else play with that character yeah, playing that sandbox. I mean, Garth Ennis has, has written probably about a hundred Negans uh, in his career in different, you know, between Hitman and uh, Punisher Max and Preacher. Jennifer Blood, I just finished reading that. That book, holy shit, is crazy. Yeah. Oh yeah. And it, guess what? If if Garth Ennis is writing Negan, there someone somebody is gonna fuck a corpse in that for sure. <laughs> well, I, I'm surprised he does. Uh, Brian K. Vaughn. He let Brian K. Vaughn play a little bit in uh, the yeah. Alien one off, and that was pretty good. Yeah. But I think there's something more to it. I think I think this is just a taste because it's kind of interesting. That this is dropping July 1st, and then they also announced him is gonna be the first panelist for the San Diego Comic Con at home panels. So. It's, it's interesting that an evening with Robert Kirkman is the first panel that's announced, so maybe we're going to get a little bit more from the Walking Dead universe. I, yeah. I wonder if they're not putting it out there as a, as a teaser, like a little taste of like, hey, what can we do? Is there still a market for this? Is there... Oh, he knows maybe, there's a market. Maybe oh, yeah. we drop a Negan, well, and then if it does good, we look at doing a, you know, a long-term thing, or we look at doing a... Uh, you know, another spinoff of it and try and, and, you know, hand the mantle over like Brian was talking about or, you know, who knows. But, Me and Matt can write it. Yeah, there you go. Build the whole world out of just what happened by the time he left Rick's group to the end of the book, so. I challenge you, Kirkman, to let me and Matt write it. <laughs> well, I mean, they turn around and they did uh, Fear the Walking Dead, so, I mean, that was a whole other spinoff show that... Yeah. So why not have a little segment try? I mean, if hell, Mash had Trapper John MD. Look at all. The, I mean, there's always a spinoff, right? <laughs> I, love, I love Trapper John reference. That's great. Yeah, there's... but how many references are actually not references? Jesus Christ. How many spinoffs have actually been good? Comic, um, comic spinoffs or spinoffs just, in general? Spinoffs in general. Oh, I can think of a ton. Like what? Jeff Frazier. Frazier. Fra yeah, I, I, okay, Fra I get, yeah, Frazier's good. Jefferson's were good. Um, I'd love to see a Negan Frazier. You best be believing I'm knocking off a zombie's head. <laughs> <laughs> He's got like a, a quirky brother who's like, oh, Negan, this place is a mess. <laughs> Nigga's dad's there. He's got a little zombie dog. He's always chetting and pissing him off. <laughs> I tossed my salad after I scrambled his eggs. The zombies are coming <laughs> right. again. Guys, I'm going to go get top 10. Best me and Negan. <laughs> okay, Brian. The walkers are calling again. <laughs> That's oh, zombie brains all over my uh, face <laughs> that'd be great uh, but that's that'd a good segue great. with the walking dead as uh we're, we're gonna talk a little bit here about conspiracy theorists got it wrong and they're saying that uh the the brains aren't as smart as they think they are and the mind calendar was interpreted wrong and at the end of the world is actually supposed to be sunday the 21st thank god father's day is gonna be the end of the world that giant oh. meteor that Kyle has been just panning and and pushing and campaigning to be sent into space to drill out is going to hit drill Earth. And drop a nuke in it. Yep. Said it's going to hit the hit the Earth and end the world. Yeah, you spent a lot of money on that telescope 
telescope setup too, Kyle. So it's finally starting to pay off yeah. for you. Go get my phone book. Go get my phone book. Go get my goddamn phone book. <laughs> Do I look like Kyle's slave? Go well, get my phone book. I, I have one statement and one question. One, um, the guy who actually did land a rover on a an asteroid, because it has been done, um, is totally this tattooed up nerdy guy that collects comic books and did it from like the basement of his home with his name like, a joystick. And the, yeah, the guy was—I mean, he was awesome. And he came out and he's just like, "Yeah, I did it." And like, he's got like horror comic tattoos on his. It, the guy was awesome. Um, and my next question is: Is that that cover? So if you go up there and you try and land that rover on that asteroid, is that that cover with Supergirl on it, and she's just riding the asteroid, and it's coming towards Earth? Now you're gonna see Stan Lee sitting there waiting for the Watchers. Just gonna keep there flying by. Corbin's gonna sleep Excelsior! through it. Excelsior! Yep. Zoom by at twenty-two thousand miles an hour. Excelsior! <laughs> Excelsior is a great name for a planet. Someone's got to name a planet after Stanley and like call it like Excelsior. Excelsior! Like in some galaxy. Earth. Yeah. Right. Oh, the marvelous collision. Okay. Take up a fund and and take up a fund and uh, name we'll do a star the after him. Excelsior star. Yep. Speaking of Stanley, how long is it till we see a biopic on that guy? Like, I'm actually know, surprised that's been through... done already. I but thought it would be few... done when he was alive. There's quite a few like biographies and crap out there that like, yeah. they ran one on Netflix and they've ran like four on Netflix. Yeah. Has any has any actor played Stan Lee in in anything? Like, oh, I'm. I mean, because we, we had Stan Lee for so long, who would just play Stan Lee? Simmons. Yeah. I imagine we give it like that would be a great one. That would be a great one. Huh? He would be great, yeah. If we give it like six or seven years, I could see Tom Hanks playing him. He plays everyone else. He's America's dad. So that's not bad. That's not bad. Thank you. I, just, I, I might flip to the couch country. That's a good movie cast. I'm not really good with the movie castings, but that's solid. I don't right? know. I don't know how much of the fact that the end of his life was marred with so much controversy I that maybe that's why you haven't seen a biopic on him yet. But like the right me as far as like who has the rights to Stanley's story. No, I'm talking or, about the we fact don't, we don't that... have to do we don't have to do the end of his life. Kind of like the Johnny Cash documentary where they only take like the the kind of rise <clears throat> or something like that. We could pick a period like where he's first starting to work at Marvel. That'd be the best period, right? Is that getting into Marvel and you know meeting, uh, working with Kirby and, and Dicko uh, and. You could end it in the seventies, and it would be a. a I think you. I think you would see it more like when his daughter needs money and she's hard up and she needs to, to get millions quick, and then she would start shopping the rights to that movie. But yeah. I'd watch it. I mean, if if it's if it's true to form, where you just see like how, Lee's baggy some of these guys were, and yeah, how yeah how like underhanded businessmen they were, and. Like I, you want, I want to see all that. Like I would love to see like a a Bill Finger, Bob Kane movie, and you just see like how underhanded they are. And it'd be gritty, man. If you told the true story, it would be gritty, and I think it would change a lot of people's persona. As long as we get the Snyder cut, yeah. The, well, that 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 uh, uh biography, the untold story of Marvel, really doesn't paint Stanley in the best light. I mean, he was. I mean, no, in, he was a tyrant when he needed to be and in that industry he needed to be it a lot to get the best 
work that out of it. He wasn't always is so gra- he wasn't always so gracious in his young age about giving credit where credit was due. Um, That's how and is, I'm what? Yeah. What am I? Don't <laughs> give you credit where credit's due. And you're kind of a tyrant. Yeah, and- I am. Yeah, tipping us off, man. Every other day. Mm-hmm. Kyle, I remember Kyle one Kirby. story. One story in untold Marvel history they were talking about. Uh, it was one of the biggest blackouts in like New York. I think it was the 1970s, and it was at, like you know, like uh, almost like a whole day of blackouts. And so the, everyone's like, everyone in New York, the offices, everyone's just going home on Madison Avenue. Everyone's going home, and Stan's like, uh, "You guys aren't going anywhere. Light some candles and get the fucking drawing because we got shit to do." Uh, and they were stuck in you know in the middle of summertime, no AC, none of this, none of this stuff, just on Madison Avenue, just into the wee hours of the morning, just under candlelight, drawing and plotting out these things. What a jerk! But yeah, I think, Stan I think, was in his office fucking a zombie. It was yeah. crazy, man. You see yeah. a lot about. <laughs> I think you see a lot of the the dirty underhandedness, and Stan isn't painted painted in the best light in that because him and Kirby both kind of lived longer, where. Bill Finger yeah. kind of he disappeared into to obscurity and died, and so Fox, Bob yeah. Kane Bob Kane just Not milked bastard. that Batman for all he could, you yeah. know. And you kind of you kind of got to see a little bit more of the the Kirby Lee situation play out than the Bill Finger Bob Kane stuff did. So that's my grandpa's name. What Bill Kirby Finger? Lee. Bill Finger. Oh, oh Bob Kane. Oh, I uh, mean it's with, just yeah. I mean okay. It's with I, a C. I was like, "Did you meet Batman?" <laughs> <laughs> I, I, uh, Key and Peele can be hit or miss, but they did a little skit off of. Uh, it's, it's a lot of miss, Corbin. There's a lot okay. of miss there. Oh, I like Key and Peele. I, I love like it. Key and Peele too. I think they have some that are funnier than others, but their Stan Lee one is hilarious. Um, if you, I would imagine y'all haven't checked it out. Y'all you think Key and Peele are funny? I got a show for you Saturday night at seven o'clock. <laughs> no, but they have one about Stanley, basically, like you know, in his late eighties, early nineties, are trying to take over with Marvel, and he has all these like horrible ideas, and these writers are like, "Dude, we we can't kick this man out." And then they finally say, hey, "Listen, man, you know, you're a legend. We love you, but um, th- this doesn't work. Like those, some of these things are racist. Some of these are outdated. It's just not gonna work." And then he like. Is like basically, I can't tell the joke, but he's like, he basically says, okay, well, I, I, I made fucking Marvel, so if you don't like it, I'll fire you right now. And, and they're like, great idea, Stanley, you're amazing. And he's like, Excelsior. And it was, you gotta watch it. Right? <laughs> you have to watch it. So that's the one thing I would just recommend. But yeah, yeah it I, reminds, like, and also the, the Gremlins 2 skit where they're, where he's pitching Gremlins 2. It's hilarious. <laughs> I think I have to watch that one because. That's not the best Gremlins movie. <laughs> but uh, so it's already been mentioned twice here now. Speaking of trash and uh, the Snyder cut, Zack Snyder says that in his universe, the Robin who dies is Dick Grayson. Bullshit. So I got to go to our, our resident Snyder. Dick Grayson fan and Kyle. Our resident dick, Grayson Grayson. fan. Chad will agree with me here. Richard Grayson. Yeah, fucking Rick Grayson. Richard Grayson. What a sir! It's Sir Richard Grayson. Hi, Richard. What a stupid Robin to kill. 
but yeah, yeah that's, that's, it's kind of like why out of context that's terrible yeah why exactly would you even do that you just you screw up the red hood you screw up just i'm fuck have man, you seen really, justice league i think on, screwing man. up the red hood is the least of his worries <laughs> well, it's funny the, the whole this whole snyder cut thing is funny when you're saying maybe we'll you know like because that's not even gonna be in the snyder cut so like he's talking about his vision it's kind of it's the ultimate fan like internet troll thing well yeah i was gonna kill off robin you're like but yeah you're not you don't have control of it anymore bye see ya bye i don't want i don't want to like hear your trailer? no yeah his little, is it, his little trailer little, like, with wonder woman trailer yeah i like no, the teasing dark side oh Snyder Cut's gonna be fantastic there's a little trailer for the snyder cut already yeah it, it's yeah. just yeah it's a little wonder woman trailer let me see if I can find it's it. It's a little two-wheel trailer, and it's being pulled behind, like, a BMW <laughs> from, like, 1972. And it's got, you know, uh, just little wheels and a little trailer, and it's just being pulled. And you can you look over, and you're like, that looks like shit. <laughs> it sounds like a Harley. <laughs> Make, check it out. Sure. Uh, uh, Dick Grayson seems like a Miata man to me. <laughs> <laughs> A convertible. Would it be a, a convertible little, green a little, one? A little, a little, a little pre-show uh, callback. <laughs> it's got to be a green convertible, right? That's right. <laughs> That's right. Grayson. With the with the um, uh, the the model from uh, Tony's from Iron Man sticking out of yeah, the back, yeah, yeah. you know, in the back. He's like, "Hey, wait, super energy conductor." It's a, a Lego setup. Right here <laughs> yeah, yeah, a Lego set of He-Man's Grayskull Castle in the <laughs> back, it. popping out. Here you go. I'll, I'll show you the. But the, the fact that it's not Jason Todd is stupid. I agree. Here, let's. Here's the the Snyder Cut right, trailer. Cool. Already been wrong, and they've heard it. Out in the dark, among the stars. Who's Mike? Oh, it's Mike. Sorry. The gods. <laughs> Fuck off. Crack it up. <laughs> huh? <laughs> What'd you say, Kyle? Fuck off. Back it up. And I heard that twice. Say that seven seconds again. Yeah, I kind of yeah, like uh, Jesse Eisenberg's. I like his performance there, his vocal performance. I, I had I had goosebumps on my. Well, you want me to I, play it again, Kyle? Yes. On your zombie, you had goosebumps on your zombie, Carbon. <laughs> yeah. The bells. I'm at the. <laughs> already been wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Where's the volume, Matt? Come on now. Well, you can't hear it. No. Mm. Oh my god. Hold on. And I'm the one with technical difficulty. No, that's true. Right. I, yeah. Full. The bells. How is she looking down? Already been wrong. And they've heard it. Out in the dark, among the stars. <laughs> this this sounds like the guy who no. came up to Corbin. It was like, do you like podcasts? Look at that. Nah. So, so what is it that she's looking down with all the 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 hieroglyphs and shit on it? Is that supposed to be the boom tube? It's and a, then all of a sudden it just breaks into fucking tube. oh look it's dark side and all of his infinite fucking awesomeness. Yep, she's a she is spelunking in some caves. 
Remember, she's a curator, <laughs> so she's spelunking in some caves, and she finds a uh, a mural of Darkseid. Indiana that's all, Wonder yeah. Woman? Indiana Wonder Woman. So you gotta go with it. You just gotta roll with yeah, it. If, you, if you're gonna put hieroglyphs on there, you gotta have the R2-D2 and C-3PO from Indiana Jones up on there, and you gotta fucking represent and tie all the movies together. That's the only way I'm seeing this shit. <laughs> Fuck you, Snyder. Yeah, kill a dick. Fuck off. I mean, that really so much. When I heard when I heard that, I was like, "That's it. You killed it. I'm done." No, no. I don't want to see it anymore. You fucked up. Yep. So what? What you're gonna make? What your plan was to make Dick Grayson redhead? I mean, like, what the fuck? Well, I mean, we'll never. The backlash to that just from us. Please, please, Corbin, Almighty Defender of the Snyder Cut. Let's. Let's hear what you got. This is why I'm here. So you got to look at it this way, y'all. I'm not looking at it anyway. Snyder is a revolutionary in the field. Right now. He's trying to turn the DC universe on its head. You just got to find your third eye. And I wish I knew Corbin so bad right now. <laughs> and use that to figure it out. It, it, it's quite simple, really. Let me break it. Are you listening to this, Travis? Are you listening to this bullshit that's coming? All right, I'm back. Okay. I'll I, I feel time. like the guy who sold that comic is going to ask him for more money after this. <laughs> you, might lose, you might lose some of your star power after this. Oh, my goodness. I'm just trying to say give the man a chance to put out his movie. I'm not a big fan of Dick Grayson dying, but maybe this could be the spice that we need. Magic hand sanitizer. It'll get rid of COVID. I'll sell it to you. You think I'm it will get, get rid of Corbin 19? <laughs> yes. Corbin, <laughs> Corbin 19. Get rid of Corbin 20. <laughs> It'll cure you of Corbin 19. <laughs> I'm going to go cry now. Uh, uh, Michael Stout says, I know I'm just a casual Batman fan, but it fucks Scott <laughs> Snyder if he kills Dick Grayson. Scott's well, you guys don't know how many casual Batman fans I have to deal with. It's fine. I mean, well, the way, the way. I mean, it just if he kills Grayson, it just the rest of the the universe, like in the whole DC universe, it just it fucks everything up. Like it, it there's a reason that they're written the way they're written. You can't, you can't. There's, uh, you know, they killed the right Robin for a reason. They could, you know, it just. I don't even know how or where or why he would even think that that would work. He's putting his own stamp on it. That Robin, that Joker, he's a darker, more psychotic. I think he's kind of showing his stupidity. He's he's showing his stupidity. Stamp is what the fuck it is. Yeah, yeah, he's putting his tramp stamp on it. It's fucking stupid. Kill the best Rob before he's even can be introduced into anything? Fuck him up. How can I fuck uh, up another me. DC movie? I know. I'll kill Grayson. Yes. Brilliant. How how do we make the DC just, universe movie cinematic universe a little bit worse? Snyder, what do you think? We're just gonna kill Dick Grayson. Real Batman fans know the best Robin was Carrie. That's a great Cowboy, idea, so. Snyder. I'm so glad you thought of that. I know. Awkward. Did you just say real Batman fans know the the best Robin was Carrie Kelly? And then you leave? You just <laughs> made that <laughs> statement and then you leave? Dude. <laughs> I'm going to drop the mic <laughs> and then I'm going to run. Do you even read comics? Oh, more than you know, Kyle. And if you reread Dark Knight Returns, like maybe four more times, 
See, I think that's what you're probably you're stuck in this like genre, Corbin. You gotta yes. you gotta branch out, man. You no, gotta realize that. Open your third eye, your comic Maybe. eye, and realize. My, my third eye is, is right. It's right there. It's no. right there. One no, it, 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 it's sewed shut. <laughs> Open your eyes, y'all. Y'all live in the past. Dick Grayson is so Burt Ward in nineteen sixty. I want to. I want to hear the. I'm. I'm open to hearing the the uh, the carry argument. Like what? Really? What's, what is? What, yeah. What is it? What's? What's? Uh, give me your pitch on it's this. Wrong, but go yeah, ahead. Your your pitch better be Ready? really fucking yes, good at it this better point. Be, hold on. What you should do right now? Because she certainly had. She certainly had less <laughs> page time. So I want to know what is it they saw. I'm, I'm curious. Corbin, right. Take a breath. Really put your thoughts together right now. Because this is gonna make or break our friendship. So Michael, really, really think about what your the words that are about to come out of your mouth. Michael Stuss says gonna, Corbin is basically a hipster Batman fan. <laughs> I agree. All right, y'all will be relieved to hear that I'm just fucking with y'all. I, I, uh, Pabst Blue no, Ribbon no. is the best oh. beer. Why? Because I drank it one time. Because <laughs> <laughs> no. it's a dollar. Yeah, some dirt on it. <laughs> The stage is set. Yeah. No, I, I was messing with y'all. I don't think mm. I don't think I tell you the, the secret. You're a fucking liar. I don't. Contentious. Have I ever backpedaled? I stood for Batman Forever as the best Batman movie. I stood Gotham by Gaslight as the under. I have not backpedaled from any of my takes. You're uh, like you the know. boy who cried. You're like the boy who cried, Carrie Kelly. No, no. <laughs> see, <laughs> see, look, from your previous arguments, though, you've always had at least somebody in your corner. That that'll try to help bail you out. For Batman Forever, Jay. Where uh, Jay is on absolute geek because I don't see him. And and you you no, had you I'm had and right. we had that discussion. No, no, you I had him in your corner. Here, and I've been flamed in the comments before. No one believes me on the Batman Forever on this panel or in no. the comments. You're, so, I, I, I can get I can get behind on Batman Forever. I can get behind Batman. I got Forever. a fan now. I can still say that. Travis, I said don't forever. hurt you. Got from my gaslight under it Elseworlds book. You've heard this for years now. Okay. Now, Gary Kelly, I've only mentioned once. Wish I had the power to mute. <laughs> Listen, don't give Matt ideas. He'll agree a thousand percent. The point okay. I'm trying to say is that I totally agree with you, Kyle. A thousand percent. <laughs> Kyle's not even talking. I know, but shut up, Corbin. I, you know, there's a great show for you if you're not sober. It's called Couch Crunchers. Yeah. No, no, I, I won't say that Gaslight was the best ever, but it was a good decent new idea i did enjoy the victorian style story but yeah. it was and and it was never meant to be that big even the writer said it wasn't meant to be that big it was a filler it was and it really was cool to see that and and i mean in the animated stuff they did go back to the victorian style a time or two with um, Etrigan and Batman and, yep. you know, in, in the animated series. So it yep. was kind of cool to see that Batman, Victorian, Jack the Ripper kind of play. Who invited this really guy on cool. the show? I love you, dude. As far as being just this one-off incredible book, it, I mean, it's not. It's no. Not, not by a long shot. Near all of the other not ones by a that shitty were so Robin. much better. So much better, I and you. I mean, you got you got Damien, you got Jason Todd, you got like there's uh, you got Grayson, and then you got Drake. fucking Grayson and Grayson and Grayson and Grayson. And then there's Grayson. <laughs> well, listen, okay, all right. So again, I'm, just for the record, 
it's Grayson for me, followed very, very closely by Tim Drake, and that debatable. I hate Damian Wayne. I will go to the grave hating him. But let me give a moment. He's the best yeah. Robin, other than Tim nope. Drake. I think Tim Drake is. I think the ingenuity that he brings, the freshness. I think our Robin is, is, is a perfect juxtaposition of the darkness of Batman. That's what I think is supposed to happen. So with Tim Drake, you had already had Batman just losing, um, Jason Todd going just down this deep, dark hole of despair while also trying to fight crime, which is a nasty place to be. I think Tim Drake kind of didn't lighten Batman up, but definitely almost relieved him of some pressure and helped him out because now he's not just fighting for himself, just throwing himself into the mission. It's someone that he also cares for that he's helping out. Well, now, I think, that, I think, that, I think, oh, go ahead, so please. Oh, no, I was going to say as it relates to Carrie Kelly. Oh, God, I was going to say, please cut him off. Emblematic. Yeah. <laughs> Travis, please just start I think him. He's emblematic just... of what Robin is in his, her, Robin's relationship to Batman, just as they are. Someone who's, you know, slight help, not, not, I mean, Carrie Kelly didn't do anything hugely important except save Batman from the police once and, and another time from the police after his uh, confrontation with the Joker. But someone who was able to soften Batman up, kind of keep him grounded, and not just the half-suicidal mission that he does. And her youthfulness, the same Robin has, the same type of ingenuity and, and willingness to help and be a compliment to Batman is what make them a perfect team. Carrie Kelly was the perfect Robin for that time. That's all I'm saying. I think. Uh, well, I think it's a great argument on it, and I, I think there's an argument to be made on Carrie right. Kelly. And I think, nice I, I, I think some people think of Carrie Kelly as a uh, a desperation move by Batman. You know, it's like I need something. I need to do, but it really is. I think maybe what Miller was going for on that one is that Robin doesn't. Your Robin doesn't need to be the swiss army knife to batman you know to help solve problems it needs to be there for that emotional kind of support i think that's also why it's a woman i think that's why it's a woman in this one no i i, I think there too this is well this is before the third wave of feminism when this book came out uh so you know this but and so in some ways it is progressive not just the fact that they change the gender but it also reflects the gender change reflects what is most essential about Robin to Batman is that bringing him bringing him from the darkness as what Corbin was saying mm -hmm. and and bringing up the feminist point that you brought you know up until that point all the women in Batman's comics were either yeah, ones that he was in love with Arrow. enemies of his or or what uh what's sister uh what's and, her name? and they all they all uh, had woman or girl in their title Batwoman yeah. Batgirl all, you know it was not Huntress not but or yeah. what's her name the one who kind of helped him is, I'm losing it now the one who helped him after his well, parents you've died done lost it yes no stop <laughs> um, so, 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 the, the I forgot her name doesn't matter uh, Jen all... Jennifer Lawrence I think her name was Jennifer Lawrence no <laughs> no um you lost it about um, the time you rolled in here and said Carrie Kelly is the best Robin <laughs> No, not Vicky Vale. It was she was she worked as a nun. She worked at a at a nunnery. Mother no, Teresa. A church. Stop! Stop! <laughs> I don't the point being. Oh, oh, Whoopi Goldberg. Whoopi Goldberg. Sister Abigail. I remember that one. I remember guys, when Bruce Wayne had to go into the church choir and and shape them all up. Yeah, I remember that one. No, you guys are a mess right now. Is all I'm saying. The point being, they've all been like either enemies, love interests, or, or, or mother figures, maternal figures for her. And Carrie Kelly was the first one who didn't fit that. She was independent. She was an actual partner. They didn't have equal footing because she was also like um, a mentee under Batman. But you had someone for the first time that was 
on the same plane. That was a woman. I'm not saying that means anything in the grand scheme. On the same plane as Batman, her? As a team. As a team. You have to say that as a team. Now, who was her name? Um, Sister Leslie. Leslie. That's who I was talking about. Yeah, Batman was old, but at the same time, I mean, she did help. She helped take down Joker. She helped serve as a distraction for uh, uh, Superman when uh, Batman was getting ready to face him. I mean, since just after the time that we saw Barbara Gordon do nothing more than so get you're saying down she was more, she was less of a Robin and more of a decoy. No, that's not what I'm. That's what you're just saying. She was used. I said she helped take down Joker. She was part of the plan. If you read the book, man, I don't know if you read part of the plan. I don't know if you read that. She took down the she took down the Toy Masters. If you read Batman: The Dark Knight Returns, Matt, you realize that the entire conversation with Superman was only direct at the very end after a series of distractions. Batman, Batman, Batman! Batmobile, you had the Electro Outlet, and then it was handed. Anybody else realize that Corbin only ever debates two Batman books, and that's The Dark Knight Returns and Gotham by Gaslight? I'm starting to think that, like... I'm starting to think that Gotham by Gaslight was, like, baby's first comic. Like, that was the first comic Corbin was given as a child, was Gotham by Gaslight, and he he just hung on to it. Where he's going to start arguing hush. Yeah. Because that's what he's reading right now. It's an overrated book. I love the artwork. Shut your mouth. It was an overrated mystery. And it is what it is. It was just cramming three characters in. We don't need to make these two books. Hush is one of those books, man, where you're like, you are turning each page and you're like, holy fuck. Yeah, you are. Jim Lee's artwork. You were no. the story was really Part of it. Yes. But artwork and story, your turn it is you're you're glued to it. Artwork A plus, you give the story what? I give it a, a, a B, C plus. It really wasn't that great. Yeah, I agree. I agree with Corbin. It really Stabbing, wasn't that great. Uh, people are grabbed and taking your rifle with the but if you really read it again, like unobjectively aside, like I've read it more than once, Corbin. But uh, it, it was a page turner. I mean, it, it does keep you, you know, in, intrigued in it. It does keep you, you know, like you want to get to the end of it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's... I read. I want to get to the end of it for sure. It's it's you're just I don't know I don't know. I was glued to it. I was like, oh, it was page to page. It's one of the few story arcs of Batman where I'm just like, holy fuck. I mean, to be fair, when I first read it, I mean, I read it right when it was coming out. I was seven, and I was like. Mm, okay, like Superman, whatever. Superman seven when that came out. Yes, it was. He's a youngin, <laughs> man. He's a youngin. And then I came back a couple years, and I was like, eh, it's okay. The artwork is fine, but and then you saw the ridiculous mo- uh, animated uh, movie they made off of it, and it was so bad they had to add different elements to try to throw off what was really a straightforward plot. I mean, but that's just my argument. I don't know. Uh, you know, what Batman movie book that actually would be a great segue that I also don't like: Dark Knight's Metal. This this con this content idea is brought to you by ComicExposure.com. Did you um, did you <laughs> you guys you guys need to have Corbin on your show and read Gotham by Gaslight and just I would we haven't done that we would love to let do that. Go. Speaking of which, did you, did you see the break? Did you see the breaking news about the uh, multiple car uh, cra- uh, train crashes in downtown Phoenix just right now? Ooh, yeah. it's nighttime. It's uh, it's a blaze, man. Woo. What? You guys, ever, you guys ever, yeah, there's a big car crash in Phoenix into the trains there. No. Uh, multiple car, uh, rail cars on fire in downtown Phoenix. Nice. Oh, rail cars on fire, yeah. Where? Um, 
Are you for yeah, real? It just, it just, yeah, it just popped up on the ABC 15 live feed. Yeah, yeah, he's not joking. I'm looking at it right now. Yeah. I like to keep track of, of Arizona from Japan. I'm kind of like the Oracle of Phoenix. Uh, I just like sit in my wheelchair. Travis is over in Japan and he's like, yeah. wow, they all disappeared. The asteroid just <laughs> yeah. totally wiped out Phoenix. And uh, look, I'm still alive. Okay, if you're all still well, watching, I'm Travis. Matt... I'm the host of the show now. Uh, <laughs> those dumb shits are all dead. <laughs> Go to comicexposure.com for more information. Matt and I talk every day on Matt on Matt's commute to work. I'm I'm like in his ear. I'm like, all right, it looks like the 19 is uh, backed so up we... here. I got. I, I'm sending you an alternate route. Quick, take a left. <laughs> yeah, Travis is my guy in the chair. Yeah, for exactly. my everyday for my everyday life. Wow, look at that! <laughs> Just like I'll see Matt in front of vending machine, he's like, "Should I go for the Reese's pieces? Should I go for the Snickers?" And I'm like, uh, "I go, Matt. You know, if you go for the Reese's pieces, you can kind of divvy it out throughout the afternoon and extend your enjoyment." And he's like, "Good call." Yeah, he's got to talk me through my my sugar woes. <laughs> your snack, your snack choices. Yeah. Would I would I be would you guys think I was an asshole if I went there and just yeah. started roasting marshmallows on that fire? I think it would be and hilarious. S'mores? Anybody want s'mores? Dude, like, you'd be a legend. You would be a legend. <laughs> you would be an internet you'd be an internet legend, dude. <laughs> Like, you just walk up there and start roasting It fits very well because like, I associate I associate trains with like hobos and like the old school hobos. So right. if you come up there and you got that long beard and you get like a, like a kind of like a you know like a nice little hat on there and you can make like a, a, you can, a you stick can, with like the bandana bag <laughs> on the yeah. end of it. You, you know, can make your, it, your you hobo sack bundle. Open it up and start roasting marshmallows. You could make an art installation like, hey, out of it. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. It seven news. Here you go. Yeah. Offer one to one of the firefighters. Try to put it out. Right. <laughs> hey, man, back the fuck up. This is my fire. Marshmallows and read hush. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Bust open my hush and s'mores. That Phoenix uh, by gas. Is it like a, a Phoenix by gaslight kind by of thing gaslight. where everyone takes yeah. their copy of uh, Batman by gaslight and throws it into the pyre? That, that's the perfect ah. representation of Gotham by gaslight right, light right there. A train wreck. <laughs> oh, and Corbin's muted. I love that you are talking and he's on mute. <laughs> we love you, Corbin. You are a mute, Corbin. No one can hear you, buddy. Is, there is you go. Now? There you go. Oh, I know. I wasn't muted on StreamYard on no, my actual mic. mic. Anyway, it was like someone who hadn't read it just talked just now. I I, I, I tell you, if we, if we if you watch Spinarak, every time we mention old comics, Matt is quiet. I don't know if he's read anything before 1994. Oh, please. Like, he has all these, sure. like, comments. Think about it. When's the last old book that Matt's mentioned that he's actually okay. liked? Moreover, actually read. I don't know if he's read classic tales. And that would explain why we can never talk about classic books on the show. Because you don't read them. I get it, man. I understand. Get I'll with forever. the program, but, but I mean, you like get to clown these books that are older, but are are well known and, and mostly well liked, and no, that's dude, the only oh, thing I okay, come up okay, with. Okay, no, you, wait, you wait, must... wait. Okay, Matt, what is one of your favorite classic books? Uh, one of quick, my quick, favorite IGN. classic stories is probably, <laughs> honestly, gonna be uh, Days of Future's Past. That is a solid book. That is a solid book. Corbin, you? What's yours? My favorites? Yeah, like a, just a, a good top, you know, old classic I mean, book you like. What or a, or a little mini series or well, what? What you got? 
Drop Again, something that isn't Batman. That's the challenge. That isn't Batman. We'll be back in five minutes, huh, Corbin? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what's funny, Kyle? I should say the same thing to you, man. Yeah, we don't talk about old comics. I don't know if y'all even read old comics. Yeah, come on, um, come on. Get, hit me with your best shot there, Corbin. Hit look, a good classic, not Batman. Um, Craven's Last Hunt for me. It was one of the early ones I received um, books. It's a darker yeah. tale. It was It was actually, ironically, like my, one of my introductions nice. to Spider-Man, aside from the TV series. Wow. And I remember going, gosh, I don't remember Spider-Man being this dark. But, um, like, looking back on it now and realizing that it was... Again, it was only two times in Spider-Man that I remember a storyline so dark that it, it almost raised the heaviness and the gravity of the story by how much of a of a chip yeah. it was off of the of, off of Spider-Man stories. The Death of Gwen Stacy sure. and Craven's Last Hunt, where it was like almost independent of like if you were reading through the series because of the tone of it. But that yeah. just made it it was well written. Um You know why we don't art- like to talk about old comics corbin because no. all of us on here but you are old guys i don't know about travis but he doesn't look a day over 22 but you know all of us on here are old guys and we don't like to be reminded how old we are right we don't want to talk oh about old God. comics you know well, if you like yeah. if you like to talk about old comics like craven's hunt you can always go to comicexposure.com yeah, or on itunes that. That. Well, we've read that we've read craven's plug. last hunt and many of these other things <laughs> I mean, what's but you Travis, what's one of yours? Price. I, can't, I can't get my respect there. No, I'm kidding. <clears throat> Travis, what's what's a good, you know, maybe I, a mini series or just a good old book that that you know doesn't have to be silver or gold yeah, or whatever. Like they, any of us can afford the, those. But in the '80s, uh, in the '80s, Marvel did a bunch of oversized magazine issues. Um, uh, I lo- I like the um, uh, Mike Grell long. Um, uh, Green Arrow run uh, in the late 80s. It was really dark from like 88 to like 92. Uh, I like Sinkevich. I like Sinkevich and Miller. They did a couple of uh, Sinkevich when he does anything, like any kind of series is fantastic. It's like, it's like, I even like him better than Alex Ross. Um, did a Daredevil run. I like Mil- Miller's Daredevil run. Um, classic stuff. Uh, I ne- I never read Days of Future Past though. You know, I did Phoenix Saga and a couple of those other ones, but I never read Days of Future Past. Oh, um, wow. Yeah, I know. I, I feel like that's Dude, a big hole. Yeah, it's yeah. Pretty, pretty big. All right, Kyle, you're yeah. up. What's what's your what's your read, buddy? Kick kick us with the knowledge. Oh man, where would I start? <laughs> Give me five minutes. <laughs> Corbin rebuttals with the same joke Kyle just made five minutes ago. <laughs> Only difference is this is actually true. (laughs) Shut up. Days of Future Past was an awesome story. (laughs) Okay, you're like Matt Jr. right now? No, I'm just saying it was. (laughs) Amazing, you know, Amazing Spider-Man 298 on. That was awesome to read. You were glued to those, you're glued to those pages too. Mm -hmm. That's true. And not just for the McFarlane art, but it's, you know... I'd have to say the Daredevil's right. I was, I mean, I was just looking at the that the other day again, thinking about reading it. Sure. God, it's hard, isn't it? Well, it the is problem hard. the problem with 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 classic comics is that comic book writing changed. I mean, you got rid of all the exposition at the like the first like five pages of every you know pre nineteen eighties and even mid nineteen eighties 
uh, or 1980s comics were exposition. And it was all, it was, it was weird because in comics, you're, 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 you're already showing with the art. You're already showing with the art. And yeah. so we always say show, don't tell, but they're showing and then they're giving us the exposition. You're like, no. And really around like the latter 90s, when we started being a writer's medium again, like when it went from being the artist medium in the early 90s through mid 90s till the late 90s and early 2000s, people started really kind of putting their talent in writers and the writers being like trusting the artists more. And the way they worked together was more of like simpatico. It wasn't like, I'm writing the story and then you're going to assign it to an artist and that's going to be, you know, some, in some cases, you know, that's, that's it. It really became an a writer's medium. And I think that's when some really good stories started being told. We, um, on Comic Exposure, we've been going back, we're doing like a Marvelous Summer, so reading some old Marvel books. Uh, and like, we just read the Kree Scroll War. That's and that's, good. it's, it's important because it's, you know, it's the beginning of what will become events books, but it's a slog, man. Like there's, it's, it's fun, but I don't think novices, I, I don't recommend those books to people. I wouldn't hand someone a comic book pre very, there are very few comic runs pre 2000 that I would hand someone who isn't into comics and say, Oh, you want to know what comics is all about? Read this. There's a very few runs. Maybe, even like I love Dark Knight Returns, but you have to have a little bit of comic pedigree to appreciate what Miller's doing there. You have to understand the time period. Are there any comic runs pre 2000s that you would feel comfortable handing to someone who hasn't read comics and using it to the, get them as a convert? Okay, so here's my thing. Are you? I mean, yeah, I have a family, but that would be a bad one. No, Which one? Point. Death in the Family. Yeah, that was a great, yeah. great run. Uh, Long Halloween, I think, is 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 a great B Batman story that that doesn't doesn't seem too dated, uh, and and it brings in a lot of things. Morrison's JLA, I mean, late late. late yeah, I was. Yeah, the late nineties. That's good. I mean, the thing for me, I mean, uh, aside from that, then we're talking about like, well, I like the Superior Spider-Man Dan Slot. It wasn't super great, but I enjoyed it. But here's my thing: like the medium is like literature. Like it's constantly evolving. Like I get what you're yeah. saying. Of like showing someone a book from 1960s obviously gonna be different than 1987, obviously different than reading some of Tom King's garbage now. But the point yeah. being is like <laughs> Tom King fan over here. Tom King fan over here. I, mean, Trap, I love Tom King too. Me no, no. too. It's great. I mean, Everything I, he does. Uh, 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 Sheriff of uh, Babylon, uh, Vision. Uh, <laughs> you got those two. I love Vision. I don't hate Tom King. I hated Tom King's run on Batman after the wedding. That was bullshit. That's all I got to say about that. It was because well, you, you love weddings and you hate when they end. So I know it's it's real. <laughs> no, and I tell Matt every time I get a chance to take a shot at Tom King for the way he ended Batman, I will. So that's why. But his vision that was one of the best work. But even that, you that's not a quintessential comic. Like I think you have to find the best of the times and use that to show. Like I look at the comic, like what could I hand to you that I could just give you and say, okay, read this, you'll enjoy it. And yes. This run ended. So the character of Batman continues long after Frank Miller's had his hands on it. Long after, you know, you gave it over to Doug Mensch and Kelly Jones. But the character's good, and writers who get that character, because that's, there, there's certain just tenets and attributes of that character who just stay the same throughout 80 plus years, and slight alterations here and there. I think that the writers who get it, those stories stand the test of time. Because yeah. they're emphatic of the character. I don't know if the comic books as an art, I mean, you have difference from big twos to indie to smaller publishing houses. Even those are yeah. different mediums, you know? 
I think for me, what I've been giving people, what I always have in buckets, well, I'll just give people, I just give people trades and stuff like that. I'm a trade guy. And um, um, is I have buckets of preacher that I get people. Why the last man? Fable. Vertigo for me is a great, if someone isn't in the comics and they don't really know what comics are about, I, I, I'm hesitant to give them like a superhero run because I feel like that might just kind of inflate their preconceptions of it, well, even though I love superhero even, books. Yeah, almost even scare them away just because they already have somewhat of a background basis for movies and crap like that. And they dive into that book and they're like, yeah, oh, it's kind of like that movie. And then they're like, this book is nothing like any of yeah. that movie crap. Like this, I'm, fuck this. I'm out. Well, like right here, we have Crash. Why the Why the Last Man is now all in one omnibus that so you can get for like eight, 80 bucks, 80 bucks on Amazon. And like I've gotten this for, I just buy it. I click it. I'm like 80 bucks, send it to this person and they get this thing. And it's a, it's a story. It's all one story. And it shows people what comics can do with a story. Right. And I love superhero books. And for me, that's it. But when, when I'm trying to convert someone, I look at something like a preacher or why the last man, or sure. maybe even something more modern, like a Tokyo ghost, uh, where, they they get to see how stories are told visually, and I find that I've gotten a lot more converts that you way. Like Tokyo Ghost. No, that makes. A I lot did of like sense. Tokyo Ghost. No, what I, you're saying yeah. makes a, I love Sean Murphy's art too, though. Yeah, yeah. I, it was really hard for me to get into. Like I was yeah. stoked when it came out because it was the concept of it's cool. Yeah, it was just like, and I've read the first few issues, and I was like. I, I think we actually did a comic review on it, Matt. Yes, we did. And I was like, I think I'm, my comic review is I just can't get into it. It was so hard yeah. to get into. Yeah. But I guess if you were I, a I fan understand. going in, I guess I could see you liking it. Yeah, but... I love I love Sean Murphy's art. I love the Bushido culture that comes later. It's because it's only like I think like a twelve issue run, and then mm -hmm. they, they 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 go to Japan and everything gets stripped down. It doesn't become like steam cyberpunk stuff as much. Uh, and it becomes more of like getting away from that. And that seems to be the premise of the book is like unplugging and getting back into this kind of Bushido co culture. And I love Sean Murphy's art. Uh, although, although that like, he's not the best writer at what we saw like on white Knight uh, and stuff like that. He just, yeah. eh, I like his artist uh, stuff better, but yeah, I think when it comes to giving people comics, I've converted a lot of ex-girlfriends into comic book readers by giving them sex criminals, by giving them why the last man, and uh, um, Persepolis. <laughs> I think with sex criminals, you converted them because they thought you were some kind of kinky guy. They thought yeah, you, were, you had some kind of kink. Yeah, I did name my I did name my penis Chips Zdarsky. So yeah, that's my. <laughs> He's like you. I have a toy room. And yeah. He opens the door and there's just all these comic book boxes and crap in there. He's yeah. like, you want to read some Literally books? Yeah, toy room. Yeah. <laughs> you want to come in my toy room and play? Yeah. Oh, we're yeah. gonna get the kinky shit, motherfucker! There's comic books in here. What are you talking about? <laughs> Interesting. Do any of you know what the rarest comic book is in the world, according to CGC? Action Comics One. No, it's not. Why the Last Mat? No, not Why the Last Mat. <laughs> oh, I like that. Why the Last Mat? Kingdom Spin Off Podcast starring Negan and uh, yep. Matt. Why the Last Mat? There you go. The, the, the unicorn. Kingdom the Come rarest yes. comic book, according to CGC, is well. Can you give us? Can you give us? A, can you give us a couple of hints first? I think we can get this. We can is pull our, our Silver Age. Kingdom Come number three. That's what it is. 
It's not Kingdom Come number three. Uh, Corbin's typing. Corbin's typing. Corbin. Yeah. Is it Tur- Turok number one? Oh, no. Turok number one. <laughs> it is a um, DC book. DC. It book. was printed in 1938. Is is the character a member of the Core Justice League? No. So it's got to be a Detective Comics. It is not a Detective Comics. Ooh, then it's got to be horror. It's got to be some of that early DC horror. The the image on the cover is a Native American warrior fighting an eagle. Eagle. Oh, Turok number one. Yeah, I think that's it. Nailed it. Wonder Woman. Let's see who wrote it. Let's see. There you go. We can get all this. Wow. And I think I have six more. He turned he, he turned the the back side of the board into playing cards, and so he plays with over so, poker with oversized. <laughs> Bob Bob Kane. So here's a, a twist. Bob that Kane. One, can I say this, guys? That might be a cool thing. If you get fifty two cards in the deck, right? Fifty two issues of one book, and then turn the back whiteboard into playing cards. You can play poker poker with comics. I'm oh in. shit! Let's do it. <laughs> Um, the winner gets all the 52 books. Um, dude, send, wow, me, okay. send me all I'm your Turok number ones. Bob, all right, man, Kane, go. Bob Kane, Jerry Siegel, and Joe Schuster all had something to do with this book. Is is it a big book like that we'd know, or is it something? Is kind it of... probably not? Is it Geronimo? Nope. It's action. It's Adventure Comics uh, number 26. Oh, yeah, I wasn't getting that. Adventure Comics number 26 is considered the rarest comic so book. So what's it fucking look like? Let's show us now. In the world. What what makes it... How do they know world? this? What What is so rare about it? Is is there one? Is there two? Is there just, like, two that have been graded? Oh, I do like that cover, though. That's, I love that. You know, that, that green on there reminds me of... I think that green would make a great color for a Miata. That that font green. I think that would be a solid... If I had a Miata, that is the fucking green <laughs> yeah. I would paint on that thing. And then I that want that... I want that eagle on that hood fighting that Indian. It's a little bit on PC these days, but I feel like in Japan I, I can get away with it. I should also... put it on the hood of the seal. Yeah, there you go. And if it, if it was that color green, I'd probably drop it on some gold spoke Lorenzo's. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, Dude, that'd be sick. gold rims. As long as you have the com- as long as you have the comic code in the corner of the hood, then you're good to go. As far as the PC is concerned, the stamp, rear corner so, panel on the stamp. It says new adventure, uh, new adventure comics number twenty six. This particular series from DC Comics is not necessarily widely collected, which is why very few copies exist. According to CGC database, there are only nine registered copies of New Adventures Comic 26, making this the rarest comic book in the world. Wow. Do they have a value on it? Like what, two what, what one would go for? <laughs> Kyle has two of them. Um, there is no value on it. It's probably really fucking high, though. Let's see. I have a friend like that. Big time. <laughs> yeah. Really fucking high. Is his name Brian? <laughs> He's doing the hot ten right, right now. Here you go. I have I have a lot of friends like that. Oddly, they all live in Colorado. How crazy is that? Coincidence? I think not. 
Mm -hmm. So it's an estimated number of comics, nine. Year created, 1938. Um, It's value based on highest price ever paid at auction, $11,000. That's it? But you got to think, there's only nine of them, so there's not a a lot to go off of. And it's not like a sought-after character. The second rarest comic book and most expensive is Detective Comics number one. Yeah, but it's an action comic, so I mean, if you're going for a run, it's adventure 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 comics. Oh, adventure comics. That's right, adventure comics. I got a. My grandma gave me a comic book from 1952 today. Whoa! How much? How much did she give it to me for? Yeah, nothing. My grandma. Oh, I was (laughs) so charged. You don't charge her only grandson comic book. I mean, what what book? Come on. All right. Fuck. Cookies, cookies. Break them out. Get them ready, Fuck folks. It's wiki cookie time. I'll bring, all right, let me grab it real quick. All right. The, uh, so the, mo- the, mo- the number six most expensive book is Marvel Comics number one. Last Pride at auction was uh, $226,000. Marvel Comics number one. Interesting. Yep. Um, the hell's on that cover that's um pull that cover up please here you go i like how uh uh corbin was like how much did your grandma sell it to you for and it was like four foot massages <laughs> uh it was a real it was a real dirty comic so i talked her down from 15 foot <laughs> massages to <laughs> four <laughs> Oh my she, lord! She wasn't fifteen, but I took it down. Her feet were dirty. So gouges <laughs> in it. No. Four foot massage. Detective Comics twenty seven first Batman went at is the number seven. It the highest it ever went at auction, two million one hundred thousand dollars. So, what was the last one priced? The that, the Marvel Comics one. Yeah, because. Two thousand twenty six hundred. So wasn't didn't you just say that that one was or no not the no, no. the the most expensive? No, the the rarest comic is that was eleven thousand was that Adventure Comics, yes. But now you're going by um, rarity. So the number so number two, the second most rarest book is Detective Comics number one. Okay. Then third is I, Adventure I Comics um, forty. Then you have Wiz Comics 2. Uh, and then you got All American Comics 16. Marvel Comics number one. Detective at 27 at number seven. And then and Mar- Marvel uh, Action number Comics one. number one at eight. You said Marvel number one is the most expensive? No, no, no. no. I said it's the second. Um, hold on. Marvel rarest. number one is the <coughs> sixth rarest. And the highest it sold at auction. I see. Okay. Okay. That makes more sense. Okay. Now I'm with you. Now I'm picking up what you're laying down. If you could trade your what you're stepping in. If you could could trade your entire comic collection for one complete run on like a a title, would you do it? And if so, what what title would it be? Amazing Spider-Man. Hands down. Same. Yeah. ASM. Yeah. Beginning to end. Boy, that's tough. It is tough. You get, you get the bulk. Dude. You can certainly get the bulk with that title. Uh, that's brutal, man. 
Um, man, that's tough. Um, it, I mean, ASM's in there, but God, do you do, you do that over X Men? I mean, that's a lot. Yeah, of books. I was gonna say Uncanny X Men is so is so con. Yeah, yeah, but like, yeah, it's true. Hey, X Men number in the 90s, one is a big book, but it's not an Amazing Fantasy fifteen big book. This, yeah, I wasn't thinking but... of this as a financial investment, Kyle. I was thinking of it as an emotional investment. Hush. What about, you know, Avengers? There's a lot of Avengers books. Yeah, Fantastic but when you Four. say, when yeah, you when Fantastic you ask people, Four. what's the, what are the, the three big books from, you know, that you could have had in your lifetime? Action Comics, Detective 15, Phasing, or Action Comics, Detective 21, and Amazing Fantasy 15. I read Detective 27. Or 27, sorry. But there you go. I could have never had any of those. Mm-mm. But I could have had a first print TMNT number one that I read three times and put back on the shelf 40 freaking times like an idiot child. Lame ass. <laughs> there you go. Okay, so here it is. Let's see this it. Is, big big screen, Kyle. Let's see the February, Wookiees Cookies. Here they come, baby. February 1952, volume one, number 21. Oh, oh nice. Nice. Uh, let's see that spine. Let's see, let's see. Let's see the spine on that baby, dude. That is Whoa. freaking clean. Wow, that looks pretty, pretty cool. good. Where's Brian after this hot ten? We got a new edition. Nineteen. Oh, I love that ad. BB gun. Gun. You're gonna shoot your eye out. for eleven. That's bucks? super. Does that's a super expensive. Nineteen fifty-two. A nineteen fifty-two. A Red Rider vegan was a. The comic was ten cents, but a Red Rider BB gun was eleven dollars. That's like fifty-six bucks today. <laughs> Three yeah. installments, eighty-nine ninety-five. It does have it. Where the NRA Brassard win medals? Shit, that's when gun safety. Can you go? Can, here's a Kyle, new way you- to buy you a Daisy Air Rifle for Christmas. Kyle, can you turn to another ad in the the comic? Can you show me another one of the the dated ads in there? Dude, there's got to be like a Montgomery Ward or a Sears. Ooh, a He-Man. Oh, look at that! Look at that. You don't want to be a tiny shit. That tiny waist, right? You up? Hey, let me see if there's another one. See what else we got in here. Those are my favorite parts of those old books of the ads more than the actual stories for a lot of them. Yeah, they're awesome. Subscribe to Blondie, it says in here. Dude, you could get a That's bike, a cool dude. Book, man. Send away for a bike. Yeah, is that the is that the Montgomery Ward ad? Oh whoops. It's uh Hold it up again, Kyle. Like bike bike, Shelby, a Shelby bike. I like how there's a lot of dialogue to sell that oh, Shelby bike. That. That's a, that's like a full page on that bike. Oh, dude, look at that. That's a tank. Dude, right? Look at that tank bike, full fender, fat tire. That's classic, man. Is that yeah. a Brooks saddle on that? That is. That's totally a Brooks saddle on there, too. The old Springer Brooks saddle. Get yourself a membership card and everything. Dude, Get yourself so tight. 
get you a silk see what else is in here. That'd be a good like coffee table book collection. Is if someone found like the weirdest kind of cool eccentric ads from like 1940s and 50s comics and kind of combined them together in a, a coffee table book. Price smash. Look at that. Say you know I have a book. And it had a big ring ad in the middle of it, and it was green. And I was like, who the fuck puts this shit in there? And I just tore it out. I was like, I don't want this shit in my book. (laughs) Some, I think the guy's name was Mark. Mark something. Mark Jeweler? Yeah. Fuck that guy. I don't need his ads in my books. I'm glad that the comics. That I'm glad out. comics never went to the magazine where you, like you open them up and like shit falls out of them. You know, <laughs> yeah. like can you, can you imagine if back in like 1960, what's your new ploy? How do we do this? I know. Let's put perfume ads in fucking yeah. books. <laughs> you know, it would make it. Like, it would make the, maybe maybe nerds wouldn't stink so bad. Yeah, maybe comic cons yeah. wouldn't smell so bad. People would have yeah. got the hint from a young age. It's like now, now they're your... putting like CBD sniffers in there. Like, <laughs> yeah. just chill out and read some Batman. Could have to the Gwen Stacy books. It would change comics so much because then they wouldn't be worth nothing unless they have the the perfume ad in the middle of it. it it'd all be yeah. like Tinder ads falling out. Like, do you need a girl? And I picked well, those right up. Schwinn. That's an old Schwinn. Yeah, it's an old. Is that a Schwinn Tiger or the Corvette? It's uh. Yeah, it's like, why does my book, it smells like high karate. Every time I open it, you know, like <laughs> Kung Fu Master always had to smell like the the high karate perfume ad inside the comic book. That, those I were mean, good that's days. Marketing. I think as a kid, those were my, my, my highest valued items were my bike and my comic collection. Like, like a comic collection was like 40 bucks total. And my bike was like 25 bucks. And, uh, you know, those worked. Did it say what that what that bike was? Did it say it was a Corvette or a Jaguar or a, a Schwinn Black Phantom? Oh, Super bike man. of them all, sparkling with chrome, equipped with terrific features. The Schwinn the, the Schwinn look, electro forge frame, dual roll bearings, tubular yeah, those, rims. Those bikes are worth a. Wait, what kind of rims are they? Hey Kyle, what kind of what kind of rims are they? Oh, it's tubular. Excellent. Five times stronger than any ordinary rims. Get lighter. Uh, are they totally tubular or just kind yeah, of tubular? Yeah. tubular? I personally prefer a cowbunga rim, but I'll take a tubular rim any day of the week. <laughs> Arnold Schwinn and Company. I prefer a rim job, but only if you're a zombie. <laughs> well done. <laughs> Oh man! Wow, that's a solid ad, and and I'll I'll date myself again, but um, that's it. As I've done it like ten times this show, that <laughs> bike is actually a very collectible and high valued bike in in good condition. There's not a lot of them out there. What do yeah, you guys think about what do you guys think about doing like podcast ads in comics? Can't we get an absolute geek? podcast ad in like an independent comment like Holy you crap. say like we're, we're we're going to like kickstart you a kickstarter be like guy on the payroll Damn, I'm gonna, we will, we will pull our mind together and we'll give you a thousand bucks for a kickstarter comic that we really want but you have to have at least three absolute geek ads in that book i think we, need to, be in, we need to be in whiskers issue two 
That's genius. <laughs> or uh, actually, whis- we rascals, said whiskers. Or... How about how about dog food? How about absolute geek dog food? Like you just. <laughs> Absolute geek dog food with real meat in the fridge next to your turkey. <laughs> there you wow, go. that is genius. Kyle writes it himself. Well, you could, you could, if you, because you guys are kind of now, especially because you guys are in the states and you guys go to comic shops and you meet some comic writers and artists stuff like that, and it could we be even an get investment. If there's dirt investment on the book into of our it, yeah, status. yeah, yeah. I also think you guys should. Uh, speaking of which, since you guys are going to comic shops, I think you guys need some like really high quality, paid for graphic, glossy posters that you can give these shop owners to put in their stores. Oh, dude, like, there fra- he is again. Look at this guy. Frame them for them. Bring them a framed poster. You know, twenty by eighteen poster. Uh, that's not. A- right frame rate. Uh, and then be like, hey, you know, we come here. Like, you mind putting this up? If not, then like toss it when i'm gone but like uh most of them will put it up to cover wall space you have absolute geek right there and be like if you if if we next time i come in if i see it i'll give your comic uh i'll give it a shout out on the podcast you're you're in the wrong business man yeah i know right (laughs) i mean you're a genius look at you damn yes right teach us teach us how to make money old yeah (laughs) Old podcasting lore. I got, I got, I got, I got a lot of time on my hands here. <laughs> See, I've got a ton of ideas like that, and I just don't ever get them off the ground. Like I yeah. have this, I like this. If I wrote them all down in a book, that thing would be this thick of yeah. ideas said, for money making. And first idea, that, go back and buy that Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles comic. Yeah, <laughs> page yeah, one, <laughs> number one. Go buy. Invent, create a time machine. Go back go, in time. Yeah, go back. The, and buy did you know the original inventor five. of the flashlight was Solo Wookie? Back when he was oh, in Boy Scouts, yeah. and his his friend Reginald Flashlight saw saw Solo Wookie screw a flashlight, and so he he's like, "Well, let me put a little rubber thing on there." And the flashlight was born. Uh, wasn't it? Wasn't oh, it the wow. undead undead wow. flashlight? Yeah. <laughs> I was ahead of my time. He was he was showing how he was gonna fuck zombies into submission. And, and it it was my original idea was actually zombie flashlight, but somebody told me that's not gonna go over good. Wait, like, so that that means that means his know. his dick is the size of three uh, uh, double D batteries, right? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> he was the inspiration for Dirk Diggler and Boogie Nights. Yeah. Yeah. That's Actually, so I, I stood in for that. There you they, go. You he, know, was the yeah. he was the stunt cock. Yeah, you did. Cock. The Photoshop on that was excellent. People were like, "Dude, that was totally, you know, that was Wahlberg." And I was like, "Yeah, yeah, that was Wahlberg." I, I bring in the stunt cock. <laughs> bring in the Wookie. Solo. <laughs> yeah, bring in Solo for the solo. That's right. Solo shot. Um, but speaking of, you, so speaking of Comic Cons, brought that up a couple of times. Uh, TwitchCon San Diego is canceled. Emerald City Comic Con has now officially been canceled after it was postponed. Wow. Um, are any of you guys planning to to go to uh, San Diego virtual San Diego Comic Con live? No. Yes. Corbin is because he wants to experience it. That's a hard yes. pass. 
My job screwed me out of the first time. They won't screw me out of this one. Yeah. Can you can you go with other people? Can like Corbin and I be on like a shared feed oh, and like sure go you to things together? together and go I would I would go with Corbin. Dude, yeah, that'd be fine. Yeah, for real. If, yeah. If, if Corbin and I like, right, let's let's bust out of this room and go in this room and we kind of travel I'll together. Enjoy, yeah. No, I'm just hustle of being at a con. Yeah. It won't. But I mean, okay. of other nerds that that when you're going like. You know, like Phoenix Comic Con, when you're going down those escalators to go to the vendor hall, that rumble of everybody talking. Yeah, you're not gonna get that on virtual virtual con 2020. No, you're not getting that. Those those are the best moments of the con. Is my favorite part of Phoenix Comic Con every now Phoenix Fan Fusion or whatever it is was sitting at that little grill bar outside of it and watching the parade. It was like watching a Halloween parade 24 seven. And you oh. go do your panel and and and, and things like that. Books, and, uh, circling around, buying more books, mystery boxes. Oh, I missed it so much. Panel. I can't wait to see it on my computer. Nope, just doesn't have the same ring to it. Doesn't. Doesn't. Like, yeah, I, Comic I, Exposure I, Podcast is one of the first podcasts to do a panel at a comic uh, convention 2013. But I'm just saying, like, it's okay. Oh, will you be making <laughs> <laughs> What's this new site you speak of? I haven't heard of this before. <laughs> <laughs> it's called xxxnx.com. And Have you uh, <laughs> trade yet? Come on. Yeah, well, we were going to do uh, we got to do incred- uh, Invincible, right? Josh wants to read it. I've I've read it. I'm not a big fan of Invincible, so when Josh reads it, then we'll do it. <laughs> I figured you guys forgot. Nope. We didn't. We did. We did Matt's Outcast, and we got to do your uh, Invincible. We're doing our Marvelous. Shut Marvel. up! Oh yeah! Shut up! <laughs> Just shut up! <laughs> Can't wait to have him on yeah. the cast again. Shut up! <laughs> shut up! But yeah, Comic Con at home, virtual. Mm, no, no thanks. Do Do you I, think I, with them no. opening Disney in July though that you're gonna see more comic? You, you see Phoenix Fan Fusion going like, forget it, we're going. You see more comic shops saying we're gonna go. Twenty twenty one. That's when they'll re. That's when they'll reevaluate. You think so? You you think all cons are gonna be just done done in the water, huh? You don't think anyone's gonna go? Well, Disney's reopening and they're doing it this way. Let's go. I know there's a couple cons back east, but I dare. I bet you by the time the September October, I bet you they're canceled by then. Well, do you think the this? This whole uh, Corbin nineteen uh, pandemic. Cor- did that's you happening. say Corbin nineteen? <laughs> yeah. Um... <laughs> you... I can't make it out, guys. I caught the Corbin nineteen. <laughs> Corbin nineteen. That's a new T-shirt, boys. The Corbin nineteen. I'm, I'm uh, Corbin. <laughs> I've tested positive for Corbin nineteen. <laughs> it's it's Corbin's age. head on it. It's horribly okay. <laughs> Do you think that this? Because I'm not in the states, so I don't. I don't get to feel the vibe of like day to day people there. Do you think that this has this whole pandemic has shown people that oh, I can actually survive and enjoy like my more close knit world where I'm kind of indoors and do this? Or do you think it's made them appreciate things like conventions, and so you're going to see even more people at conventions? Do you think that like being alone and sufficient for so long? makes them realize that they're okay with that? Or do you think it makes them appreciate the communal aspect of events like Con more? What do you I think? think it, the I, communal aspect, because, you know, like once they did the release here, bars were packed. No. 
Everybody yeah. was out doing stuff. You know, everybody was drinking. Was it more? Party. Was it more tour than normal? Like more so yeah. than you would normally encounter on a Friday? Yeah, night? It was packed. Yeah. I mean, look at what <laughs> happened when they opened freaking Lego. I mean, people were lined up for blocks. We are in a, you know, we are still in the minute rice world where we need that. Wait, minute rice? Oh, you guys missed we it. Just, we did. You opened the door. We just, we just didn't. We Corbin right through. Here, we'll try it again. I missed it. I missed Look it. at what happened when they opened Lego. People were lined up for blocks. All right, all right. Thank I you. actually heard it. I wasn't clever enough to get it. Yeah, <laughs> here all night, guys. Here all night. <laughs> I, I agree. Let our virtual <laughs> studio audience give you a little bit of laughter there too. I love those guys. That costs. That costs money. Every people, push. Are, people, people are tired of, of the budget he got. being stuck inside. They're like, That's hey, why we had three thousand cases of corona reported today. Right. Herd immunity. Well, we're number one. We're leading in in we're coronavirus cases right we're now. Yeah. We're number one. I wonder if it's like a like like a horrible. This might be. It's a horrible analogy, but I wonder if it's kind of like. The last, it seems like five or six years, we've been these digital communities. And so, you know, you get that, you get that somewhat of a fulfillment by being online and talking to people and listening to podcasts and all that stuff. But I wonder if this has forced us kind of back into the analog days where now the cool thing is to be among people and to be unplugged. I wonder if that's going to take off for uh, Kyle. It sounds like you said that, that, that you think that it's going to take place like the, the new cool thing health thing to do the new cool thing is to be among the people and to be unplugged i think people being i think people realize how much they enjoy being out and i think you know you can't go anywhere now you can go somewhere so I, I, we went somewhere i just think, I yeah i just think it said that you want something you can't have and you, think, I mean, yeah. you can't I go to the bar you can't go to the club you can't go here you can't go there you can't and then go out restaurant you yeah. can't go and then when they open it up it's a it's like a flock to it like every you know. yay we're back our maybe maybe we needed that as like a reminder of like how important those things are i mean I, for me as a comic-con fan i miss those as soon as they end so it was only magnified yeah. by and then like san diego i was i was already kind of not going anyway my job already messed up so i was already in a feeling of like dang i'm gonna miss out like fomo i'm really big on the social gathering you guys know this so that was already there, an element of it. I think this only magnified it and intensified it because then, you know, the, my job relaxed, obviously. Then the, then the COVID kicks in and then stuff gets canceled. It's like, Corbin 19. Dang. Corbin 19 kicks in. <laughs> We're not making this a No. But it's like, okay, well, now. It's I already have to... a thing. There's no not not making it. It's already there. Uh, 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 in fact, I, you know, this is, a, this is a big deal, Matt. I think we need a, a banner in the bottom warning people about Corbin 19. Uh, <laughs> At least let me get a girl first, please. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> Corbin now, Corbin that's, a great, that's a great Tinder name, Corbin nineteen. Yeah, the Corbin nineteen. It's not it. just a computer virus. It's been a minute in the states. I might work for you out there. I think. I think we're gonna see both. I. I <laughs> So a lot of the people that are hardcores that really like, you know, the cons and really like to get in there and see, you know, scad, scattily dressed, you know, skimpy clothing on hot Steam girls punk. that are doing stuff and then rubbing 
butt to gut with all the big sweaty nerds. We're going to see a lot more of it because people are tired of being cooped up. What I also think is that we're going to see a lot of these corporate entities, you know, like the leaders of AT&T and, and crap like that that own DC and, and Disney and stuff. They're going to say, hey, now that we've got this whole setup for all of this um, streaming, let's go ahead and stream because now not only can we outsell this convention, but we can also sell tickets, put up a video camera, and now we don't just have every seat in the house packed, but we can fill two, three seats in every home while they watch and pay to go see the panels at the convention. They can go and see, you know, the other stuff at the convention. So I think we're going to see a lot of both. Just like okay, I in like the movie theaters, I think we're going to start seeing a lot of, you know, three week or, or maybe even three month where they have it in the theater. They release it. A lot of new stuff comes out and then immediately we're going to see a lot more streaming in the home because they're starting to figure out, hey, wait, if they're at home, we make twice as much money if we release it quicker. Now we're filling the movie theater seats and we're filling the seats at the home. Like they're the people who are... Preach, brother, preach. <laughs> the people that are big corporate entities are going to try and push for as much money as they can. And now that they've realized how they can do it, and why they need to do it, they're going to get on the train. They're finally going to listen to all the people that have been telling them you could do this for years. I, I don't think the virtual con thing is ever going to be a hit because it's 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 like digital comic books. The real thing is better. Yeah. There's nothing like being there because, you know, like... Or physical media over digital media. I there's agree. There's like walking up to your favorite comic book writer artist and going... Dude, ma'am, whatever. Thank you. I appreciate you giving me the story. Like yeah. the way artists, I mean, some artists are just like they're you could tell they're like, yeah, yeah, whatever. But you know, like when you tell these certain artists, like when I um like Tinian, when I told Tinian, I was like, hey man, you are one of my favorite writers. Like, I love what you write. You write it. I'm going to read it. And like the look on his face was like appreciation. And you're not going to get that. Sure. By no, I, I get that. Going, oh, I love you. Tinian. And I totally get that. That's why people like you and me and, and all of us here on the cast, that's why we're going to go. That's why we're there. But if you take someone, you know, like, like Jen and she want, can pay $5 to go see, you know, the the panel or them talking about the new yeah. Thor movie or the new Doctor Strange movie. She's like, I don't want to go to the con and hang out with a bunch of sweaty nerds and having to listen to this crap all day when I can just pay $3 or $5 and sit on this screen and watch this panel about the movie that I'm going to enjoy that I, I really think I'm going to enjoy. So I think... That's what I mean. Is I think you will see both. both sides, yeah. yeah. And they're they're gonna collect their money. I mean, if I own a business, I'm not gonna take and be like, well, I only want half of this money. You know what I mean? Like, I even though I can, you know, kind of sell that, I only want half of that money. Well, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see when the next like Phoenix Con Fan Fusion happens. There, I mean, you were just talking about being at a it's local when comic shop. Is over. <laughs> we all get over Corbin 19. 
is it'll be interesting to see the next big summer con. I mean, you were at a local shop and you had people be like, oh, hey, we, we, we watch you. We like what you do. It'll be interesting to see to be like a contributor to the con as you guys do panels and as you guys do sure. that stuff. Uh, my favorite thing is about con is long box surfing with my buddies. You know, it's just like sitting and, and looking through the the below the below table long boxes. I'm and we always do next time. Yeah, we always do the um, um, next time, baby. Who, the the bet was who can find the weirdest comic book for under five dollars, and that person is buying rounds that evening. You know, or you know, like that. You know, I like it's that. Sort of like fun, fun, uh, sure. like fun things. So it's like who could find the weirdest thing at con? Then you end up talking to people, and you guys seem more extroverted than um, than I am. So at cons, I'm sure you guys are just like social butterflies bouncing around and no uh, yeah. uh, talking to all the vendors. <laughs> no, no. Only, only if I, she's last- hot or a zombie. I yeah. remember last year trying to talk. I could barely find Kyle. I remember Kyle was all over the place. I was telling Matt, we should go here. Matt, we should go there. No, no. I'm just going to stay over here. Sit over here. Stay over there. Hide like over the, here. That's Throw the part of a con to me. It's like, okay, like last year at the con, me and Matt, I think it, and Lance for a while, we sat there and drank root beer and just bullshitted. And we just people watched. You know, and then like Lance and I from Couch Crunchers, we walked around and bullshitted about supernatural and looked at shit about supernatural at different at different tables. Sure. That's the cool thing about the con is getting with everybody. Like the way they've diluted and and watered down cons that it, you're not getting these full immersion of awesome artists and writers and stuff. It's more fun to yeah, like it was more fun when we were sitting on the panel making up fake stories about these scenarios that we were given. Like that was more fun than, or like sitting at the couch crunchers and, and razzing them while they're trying to do a panel. Like that, that is what's fun. Yeah. Like I'm not going to go, you know, I'm not going to go, dig for comics now because I know that everything I know that these vendors have picked through everything six times before they put anything out on the vendor hall floor and I know that book I really want that I can get is going to be three times the amount that I that it's worth sure I think it's just the experience of hanging out there by so like you know like you know, like last year, another great part of the con is when we were done at the con and we went to Nubia's work. And, and you were was sitting on the waitress instead of my wife. And he was just going to let it go. Like, that is what makes cons fun. It's, well, it's, sure. It's, it's, it's what made like last that. Saturday fun when we all went, you know, diving and hanging out and doing. I mean, that's the fun part. But I also think there's a lot of stuff where people really want to go, but they can't afford the ticket to the con. They can't, you know, some people that are more introverted don't want to go to the con. Now for us, I'm all for con. Let's do it. You know, let's hit it up if we got time and money and all that. But there, I'm saying they're going to find there's a new market for a lot of those people that are like, I really want to go to the same. Or like you're in Japan and I can't go to it because I'm not there. And you have to like, I would, I would, I would go check out a absolute right, so, geek panel online. If they could live oh, for stream $10. Going on where you could enter in these rooms of, you know, you have, it'd be kind of cool if every 
panel going on had like a live feed and you had the event book open with all the time. So whatever sounded interesting to you for a $5 entrance fee into the live feed, you could go and look at the virtual um, lineup of times of everything that's going yeah. on. You could pick sure. and choose what you want to do. Absolutely. Yeah. That would, I mean, I could see that better than having a total just virtual con. Well, you no, no. you open it up to an international audience when you allow at least like some of the panels to be broadcast for a small fee, and which will which if people are buying that will allow the the organizers more money to play with, putting on a better con for the live people that are there live. Mm -hmm. um, mm, that's like yeah. it finds itself. I mean, I think we, we think about like people in like Taiwan, uh, Taiwan who can't like you know like uh, go to um, uh, like oh Phoenix Con so and so is going to be there. I'm going to go into this and then and then of course you uh, you're, you obviously have ads for other things you can pay for at the con to go see. So all of a sudden, someone who is you know when we think about it as English speakers, we forget that there's this whole global audience of comic Absolutely. fans out there who just don't have that stuff accessible. In in October in October here we have the Tokyo Comic Con and Stan's been to that before and stuff like that. But it's different. It's just it's just a little bit more sterile and stuff like that. So why? Well, uh, so they smell better. It's it's less sticky nerds. Yeah. I, I won't speak for all of Asia, well, it's, but it's Japanese culture Japanese love standing in lines and they do it politely and they do it efficiently. So it's not like you don't get to like I would kill for polite polite not mining standing in line lines like i would that would that would be awesome yeah because weren't you the one who was telling me a couple weeks ago american when someone asked you to lines yeah american aggression in lines yeah you know what I'm, i mean like people here are so aggressive about how like if they if somebody just thinks that you're cutting in front of them and they think that they're first the attitude the shit that you get but if everybody's cordial and everybody has this like if you know if nobody minds and it's just this nice way to be in line i'm sure the lines go quicker too you know what yeah. I mean? like standing in line and then like you're like three people away and then 10 people and their friends coming right in front of you and you're like you That's fucking fuck sucker at, at cons here too you have to pay to dress up too a cosplay pay to cosplay really what yeah, yeah but yeah. you're the how are the comic play. conventions over there because that's intriguing me because the, their culture is not very immersed in the american comic book right they're more it's more manga and super yeah it's it's a lot of it's a lot of manga it's a lot of um it's a lot of now the tokyo con the one in october it's very much media centered so you know they'll, they'll get a couple of big guests you know they'll get like a benedict cumberbatch to come over or like a stan lee or something like that they'll get like four four big guests and then Not those anymore. just get packed. Yeah, See, if, if they're anymore. getting Stan Lee Although, now, I, I'm, I'll be there well, for sure. I, I don't know. <laughs> well, Japan is Japan is a lot less Japan is a lot less contagious than than America is right now. But the problem is Japan's not letting in Americans because. They're definitely not letting in a dead Stan Lee to sign autographs. <laughs> no, the dead Stan Lee is bill, top billing next oh, next yeah. Uh, October. Yeah, they, they, <laughs> they're not they're not letting in a guy with a COVID nineteen shirt either. We can stands. No one is letting me. We can stands. Or anyone who wants oh. to fuck corpses is definitely not allowed in with a dead Stan Lee in that. I don't know, man. I hear the Japanese <laughs> folks are crazy. <laughs> Why can't we use that? I'm just saying, we use COVID for Corbin. Let's sub out corpses for Corbin. 
Anybody want to? Well, Corbin? I will tell you this. If any nobody of you guys wants a weekend at Corbin's. All right. If any of you guys want to fly out to Japan, I will put you up in the house. I will pick you up from the airport, and I will save you a lot of money on 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 things. And we can go to Tokyo Kano. We can experience together. Done That's my invitation I'm to there. this panel. I'm Anytime, there. man. Yeah. Yeah. Room. yeah. Oh, man. That, that, that has to happen. Flights right now are like a thousand bucks. Let's go. Let's put no, it on. Like There's six hundred bucks right now. There you go. Trump bucks, boys. Let's go. Let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be bad typically, tip, typically a good price coming out here is about twelve hundred to fifteen hundred dollars, but now they're like six hundred dollars round trip from Arizona right now. Dude, I'm six two man. I'd be able to see over everybody. Yeah, right. <laughs> you would. This this is the problem. Are you I really have. six two, Kyle? I don't. I, I guess I never see Kyle stand up. We. I didn't end up flying yeah. out there because Jen's middle son is in the Air Force and he's stationed over in Okinawa. So we'd go ah, stay with him, and he'd be the one that would end up flying back here, and he'd have leave that time, and he'd be yeah. back here in, in Arizona, and I'd be out there. Yeah, exact course, right? I'd love to go to Japan. I'd love I, to go. I've wanted to go to Japan for a long time. I want to go race my, Mario Karts around the city. My nephew was, was <laughs> yeah. out there for a while. And I want to do simple shit. Like, I want to ride the train with everybody. I want to fucking, like, just basic stuff, man. Like, my, yeah. I want to like walk into a seedy part of town and run into some Yakuza. No, I want to fucking <laughs> Hanzo sword, man. <laughs> I, I want to practice Kung Fu with Shaolin monks. Like, I, I, dude, I... It sounds like if you guys came, I'd have to give you, like, the American Hollywood say, version like, of Japan. <laughs> <laughs> like, where do I get the Leonardo <laughs> Hanzo swords, man? I want duels, baby. Come on. Dude, I, want a, I want a Hanzo sword forged for me why all right, right? Uh, sounds like at uh, 7 a.m we're riding a crowded train for kyle <laughs> then we're buying hanzo swords <laughs> they're going to a ninja cafe uh they're going to a buddhist monastery uh where they have to be dressed up in orange monk robe i could just sit there and, and practice tai chi with them because <laughs> cool. i know I, I i i know tai chi a lot of it yeah sure you do I used to do it. As long as I can drift through Tokyo <laughs> as the crowd of people and, uh, like as the crowds of people like disperse as I'm coming through at the perfect time. You guys, you guys have here's, so many expectations in Japan. Here's, here's the picture in my head right now is Kyle in Japan doing Tai Chi in the middle of the street and Winnie Cooper walks by and he's just <laughs> fucking mush. It's all he over. He's just like, I don't know the rest. It's Winnie freaking Cooper. Oh my God. I to karate because it was on the same night as Wonder Years so I can watch Winnie Cooper. I quit karate for fucking Winnie Cooper. <laughs> yeah. I but really I, did, I did take Kung Fu for a long time. Yeah. For Kung Winnie Fu. Cooper. So, and Tai Chi was part of it. So, there you go. Classic. I'll go there with my belts and I'll fucking try to fight some masters and shit. Any of you guys uh, get any books this week? Just the the new the new releases that came out. I got I got some in the mail. I went to oh, mystery box. pick up my TMNTs and the Heckle and Jekyll were running the shop and and Brian wasn't in there and I texted him and was like, hey, and he's like, no, no, they're there. They Heckle and Jekyll don't know where they're at. I, I got like, a cool, one in twenty five Kylo Ren one. A one in twenty five Kylo Ren? 
What's we got a up? first appearance Here. of, of oh, Null. Yeah, grab your grab your uh, pickups. Let's see them. Must have been a real low hot ten, right? I I can show you the last like two weeks, but we'll be here for a while. We're always here for a while, my friend. We're always here for a while. I I did get this today. This came in. Nice invaders. Uh, Is that Schomburg? No. No. Uh. -uh. That's kind of beat up. Oh, my second, um, my second uh, spawn Mexico variants came in. Nice. I got this I got today. the black and white and the color. You got oh, yours, yeah. Huh? yeah. Did you get yours yet? I got one set. I got uh, <clears throat> number one and number two. One set. There should be like five others coming. Um, this guy's stocking up. I got, I got that as well. There you go. Nice. This is my one in 25. Yeah, let me see that cover. Wow, where did you get that? eBay! Is that a, num is that a number one? I'll be yeah. right back. No, it's four. I'm sorry. It's, it's color four. and four. I'm yeah. sorry. It's 25, yeah. Dude, that's sick. And I sold my Miles Morales. That's what we heard. So pretty stoked about that. Sent <laughs> it to the mail today. I, you know, I had it up for a lot, and I made it a little bit more enticing. And it, and this is my problem when I sell books. I'm not a, I'm sure, Brian, Chad, and Matt, and Corbin, all know that like. I'm not a very good salesman. <laughs> I'm not a, I'm trying to get every cent I can for this book kind of guy. <laughs> and so even with that Miles Morales uh, Nas cover, I, you know, I had it and I felt bad, like that I had it up for so much. I'm just not, I'm not a good salesman. I'm not good at selling books. I, I give everybody too good of a deal when they, Buy books for me. Yeah, you can't do that on eBay. That's the problem. It's hard to do that on eBay. I mean, like you know, my friends get a pretty. They get a pretty good deal. A really good deal, actually. Like, Jan, how should he approach that? How should he approach that, Brian? Like, what's the way to get over that? That sense of you. You have like, to. Kyle lost guaranteed lost probably a couple hundred bucks on that book. It doesn't matter to him. It doesn't really matter to him. But you know, if, if that was his business, he would have he would have lost some money on that book. Um, it's hard to do. I do it all the time. I, yeah, I, but I, I mean, he bought that book cover price. He he spent what three ninety nine on it and and told, turned around and sold it for five hundred. So that's a pretty that's a pretty that's good, good profit. So are you going to go buy an Incredible Hulk one eighty one for three bucks and sell it for a hundred and <laughs> say you made a good deal? Well, that's. I mean, technically, nope. it is a good deal. Yeah, that book is selling for almost what a raw uh, a Hulk one eighty one and and low grade goes for. Maybe here's maybe a solution to it. Like, cause you want to be like kind of like be okay about good karma. Sell it for the price it needs to be, but when you package it, 
throw in like an absolute geek t-shirt, throw in some stickers, make it like an experience when it opens it so you don't feel as bad. You're like, listen, you just bought the book, but I'm going to throw a bunch of stuff in this package, like some Lucy's, Dude, look at this some Lucy go. singles that I don't want to deal with. Throw in some extra stuff. That way they're like, this guy sent me a bunch of extra cool, fun shit that made this fun to open. I'm going to buy from this guy again. Tra Travis, I mean, if you ever want to, you know, do some of the other comic exposure. I think we can find a place for you, bud. I think we got we got some things for you. That, that is the most I've ever sold a book on eBay for. You should have had. You should have took it over and had Corbin cough inside of it, and then sealed it up and sent it off with some Corbin nineteen. <laughs> I mean, it and then, <laughs> been like, here's your underpriced book, bitch. No charge for the Corbin nineteen. Yeah, you gotta watch that Corbin nineteen. It can be extremely <laughs> contagious and lead to having shit taste in comic books. Yeah. Because if you're if you're under so if you're, if you're every under time we mention Corbin nineteen, I'm just gonna think I return referring to my slong. I'm just I'm just you refer to your slong. Yep, that's Corbin Corbin nineteen. You your don't want to catch Corbin nineteen. There it is. I nailed it. Come get Corbin it, nineteen. It, come get it. Come get it. Anybody want to talk about it? I'm right here. Come get it. it. Corbin, catch it. I rub it on your books. Catch Dude, it. Corbin just said, "Hey, my schlong is like a baby arm." Yeah. <laughs> Corbin nineteen. Let's go. You hey, want it? I got it. My schlong is contagious. Corbin and nineteen. It is. Yeah. Once you get it, you 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 you'll have it for a minute. This so I got never go back. I got to show you guys uh, something here. Uh, I got something here. When you're done, I got something because I got it a couple of weeks ago, and when I was bagging and boarding, I went through it, and I actually go ahead, go ahead, Chad. All right. So when I got it, it was sealed, right? And I and I just got it off of a, a you know a, a bid on auction, right? So I picked it up because it's one I didn't have, right? Old school kind of what volume two? Oh, I love that cover. Right? Yeah. So, as I'm bagging and boarding it, it comes sealed. Didn't I never open them when they're sealed? And I find on the back, it has the card. Nice. Oh, dope. Yeah, the Boba Fett and Dengar, freaking collector's card that came with the Star Wars classics, and that card. It's extremely rare and hard to find. There you go. I was like, dude, like, wow. I totally got lucky. It reminds me of this time we went to a uh, comic shop with Chad, and he was looking in the case, and he goes, you know why there's no sticker on that, boys? Because you can't toy. afford it. Yeah. yeah, it's a big boy. <laughs> and then he found out it was a reprint, and you can't afford it. And you still couldn't <laughs> afford it. <laughs> Uh, All right, so that was awesome. I got uh, I got some pickups. Uh, I I got the the two wraith books that uh, everybody's talking about. Um, I picked up picked up a couple of these. Oh, okay. Ooh, okay. Yeah, a couple, all right. Has a full house. <laughs> yeah. So this right here. Is a big book that people don't know about yet. This is the first appearance of Mandalore the Indomitable, the original Mandalore. Um, and uh, number six is the first appearance of Mandalore the Ultimate, I believe. Does that sound right, Chad? Yep. Um, and number six is a good one to get too, but this one's a really good one. And as you can see, like 
I believe he's on the cover right there in the background. I think we know where all of Corbin's next time baby money went to. Uh, so that's that's Mandalore. <laughs> Mandalore the old, the uh, Indomitable is on that. Oh, then I picked up uh, two of these. These are uh, first appearance of Quinlan Voss, uh, one of the major Star Wars Jedi's that's going to get some major story work uh, coming on soon. Um, there's no way that he doesn't make it big screen, but. Here's some funny stuff. So I'm going through boxes upstairs that uh, a couple guys came over over the weekend and rifled through. And uh, I'm pretty sure they all went through these boxes that I was looking through because I'm definitely not picking any books up, uh, picking any um, comic boxes off the ground. This is what I found uh, after you guys went through some stuff. Pretty cool stuff that I didn't know. Uh, I knew I had, but I just didn't know where they were. Yeah. So I'm going to do this real quick. You mean some polite guys that didn't want to just suck things from you? Uh, this is a, a tough mm -hmm. book that uh, people might not know about. Uh, this is the um, first true appearance of Spider Gwen. Uh, she's in the background along with uh, Thor, the female Thor, first yep. appearance of female Thor. That book for 12 bucks. Yep. So uh, that, that that's was hot cool. 10, like what, four months ago? Yeah, just I bought it when it came out, and then I flipped it like two weeks after I got it. I found uh, two of these, which are kind of cool. These are uh, first appearance of the Thunderbolts. Oh yes. Oh wow. Uh, both direct editions. That's a pretty hot book, I think. Uh, ultimate uh, or uh, first? Um, what do they call this Hulk? An immortal Hulk. Huh, I don't think I've ever seen that cover before. Spider-Man 2999 number one? No, not just Spider-Man number 2999 one. Yeah, there's a little bit something different about that one. Yeah, is that a newsstand? What's Is that a variant? What the hell is that? It's a silver that cover, the, isn't it? Because isn't the it's cover the white all red cover. or white? Yeah. And this cover only comes in Spider-Man 2099, the pre- Marvel Legends figures, Spider-Man classics, uh, super hard book to find, very, very tough to find in high grade. Yeah. Um, this book is a monster. Wow. If you uh, notice, we're all leaning in. Like, yeah. closer. Like, <laughs> let me see that Except real for Travis, bro. he's nodding off over where, there. Where is Agent, that hmm. The Agents number number six. This is uh, has the Walking Dead preview in the back. First appearance of Walking Dead. Whoa. I mean, that book's true. There you go, Chad. Chad will like that one. Star Wars Tales, Tales number 23. First appearance of uh, Darth Malak and Darth Revan. Which, okay. Star Wars don't have tails. You got big fat buzz to put in little tiny I think shorts was... walk around going, hi, Paul. <laughs> I think it was Chad or Kyle that found the first print, but uh, there's the second print. So that's a pretty uh, pretty book we were looking for the second print we were what's boom, that boom like a boom yeah boom, like a boom. what what book is that i'll give you 20 bucks for it right now God. that is i'll give you 22 <laughs> i'll give you 25 i'll give you covid night uh corbin 19 i'll give up <laughs> so uh there was three of these in 
Let me, get, let me get some recording. Yeah, but realize, we all realize the minute we pull it out and show it to you, you're like, that's not for sale. It's that's not for sale. <laughs> We're like, stop showing them all the good books. <laughs> Show them two good books. We had a plan when then... we came over there where we were just going to ignore it because we knew you would just be like, that's not for sale. That's my PC. I sold, I sold a ton of books that I didn't think I was going to sell to you guys. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's, hey, that's PC. But we have a we have a new game now. We're gonna be like, hey, check out. Here's one that was on the hot ten. Here's one that was on the hot ten. Um, hey, Corbin, this book's got a little dirt on it. Tell him it's got some dirt on it. <laughs> we're just gonna have ha- we're just gonna have Corbin haggle everything with you. He's, <laughs> this, gonna, he's gonna settle everything up. Wow. Hey, Corbin, here's my stack. Tell him that there's, you know, a little dirt on those. Uh, those are kind of dirty. Can we get maybe 35? And that's why we love Corbin. I'm going to be like, Brian's <laughs> like, I don't know, 25? Brian, how much for this book? Uh, 30 bucks. Corbin, hook it up. And he's going to just wait for Abby to walk by and he's going to pull a hair and be like, there's dog hair on this. Can I get it for like 15? <laughs> oh, my Lord. <laughs> There's a little resin on this. Can I get it for maybe 10? Yeah. This is what he does for his Long Island iced teas, too. He carries dog hair. He's like, there's a dog hair in my yeah. Long Island iced tea. What is this, a Jersey Shore iced tea? Give me a fucking free drink, please. Yeah. I need more iced tea in here. Yeah. <laughs> if like, I don't have brisk, if you ain't got brisk, I don't want to Excuse me, sir, there's no tea That's brisk, in this. baby. <laughs> yeah, you want to run those, down the hot 10, Brian? Those are good uh, yeah. books, Brian. Travis, yeah. did Gentlemen, you have anything? Did you pick oh, up some stuff? No, I, I haven't bought single issues in a while just because it's he picked so up hard Corbin to 19. pick up here. Did yeah, you pick, pick up, up anything there. else? Though? Did you pick up a statue, a chair? Dude, that, we should do that. Picture. That should be our next merchandise. That should de- definitely be our next mor- merchandise thing is, the, is a mask that just says Corbin 19 on it. Oh, my oh, God. I like that. Oh, my <laughs> God. It's great. With the absolute this is like Corbin going like this behind it, and just, yep, Corbin. <laughs> it. Just imagine a bunch of people with my in there. Oh no, you're right. Yeah, that. Yeah. So Corbin what'd you get, Travis? You got a, a uh, pot. Be your no, beautiful the shining last face. Thing that I bought was I've been collecting the uh, the. This one hasn't even, I haven't even gotten the plastic out of it yet. Wow. Is the preacher the preacher omnibus? Holy the they God. come in they come in three collections. Yeah. So when you open them up. There's this. Here's the second edition. There's these Whoa. beautiful art edition, like oversized, wow, <laughs> beautiful bound cool. books of my favorite comic series. And, uh, yeah, that's sick. So, yeah, it came out a couple of years ago, and they're like about a hundred bucks a pop, maybe eighty now. Um, but so I've just been doing like one a year, and I finally got the third one in. So um, now I'm good with Preacher. I don't. I don't think I need any other versions of it. I think I have. Just about every copy and version of it, but that came in the mail the other day, so I cut it up and put it in my Miata and drove it home. <laughs> you know how we're gonna wouldn't, fit, wouldn't fit in the trunk, so I cut it up and I uh, I just had to drive with one hand out the window holding the the comic up, and so that might affect the jam. It might be a little might be a little dirty, so Corbin could probably pick it up for about half price online. Oh my God! <laughs> hey, so the CG, the CDC just came out with new guidelines on how to uh, deal with and celebrate and handle Corbin nineteen. 
I've actually learned how to saber off fucking bottles of champagne, so I plan on bringing out the saber. You gotta saber off some bottles of champagne. No, I, I actually heard if you wash your hands and you sing uh, and you sing the Green Lantern core, uh, you know, uh, in oath. Uh, Black Dagger the oath, oath, yeah. oath, uh then and you wash your hands with champagne, you will cure uh, COVID nineteen. So that seems to be Damn. what is working best. Yeah. Man. All right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Number 10 this week is Venom number three. No honorable uh, mention? Oh, yes. Honorable right. mention. Yeah, oh, what the fuck? We want our fucking... There it is. Uh, Golden Age this week. Spook Detective Cases. Now, this is a very controversial book. Um, there's a reason that we... that I, You know, it's on the hot 10 this week. It's to call uh, attention to some of the craziness. Um, I think that's what kind of what we do with with Golden Age. We we call attention to some of the crazy covers. We also call attention to the prices that are being paid. But oh, the headless whore. Yeah, I mean, this is not uh, uh, the greatest of titles, especially in yeah. uh, the time that we're going through now. I'm very surprised they got away with all that stuff. There's a man hanging in the background, which makes it even worse. This this is uh, this is the craziness. This is the time we live in, but. But remember that that um, this may not be a, uh, a, um, a iconic cover, but it's very significant, right? <laughs> very significant. Um, so remember that 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 you know that covers are significant. Um, this uh, a, a copy recently sold for six k, around six k. Three point oh sold for thousand um, dollars. It, it, yeah, just golden age books just going crazy. What, but, what year? What year uh, is this book? Uh, this is an old one. This is LB Cole. This is golden. So this is, um, you know, fifties and forties. Yeah, yeah. This is a this is a tough book. It's a t especially in the times we're going on uh, with right now. Um, it's just, uh, it's just crazy. What's that? <laughs> yes, that's right. Nineteen fifty-two. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so uh, just remember, significant covers might not, definitely not iconic, but significant. Uh, Aspen, this is the um, Michael Turner Aspen Splash 2013 San Diego Comic-Con variant, limited to 250. Uh, super hard to find. Beautiful Turner cover. A mm -hmm. um, couple months ago, these sold for around 100 bucks, but uh, th this week they're selling for about 200 $225. So what's spark that? Is that Turner? It looks like Campbell. Is that Turner? Yeah, Turner. Turner? Yeah. yeah, this is Turner. Um, I don't know what sparked this one. It's very interesting, but uh, you know, that's what kind of what honorable mentions for, for just kind of like weird things that we're seeing. I have, um, like, like I have an old two. like Witchblade cover from like the, like the mid 90s, like waterfalls and babes and Kind yeah, of miss those times. I, hey guys, I, you missed the. Hey, whatever happened to the mid '90s comics? I feel like Goat Boy from SNL. Whatever <laughs> happened to the mid '90s? I have two ideas what might have spiked this book. Yeah, yeah, definitely not the fishnets. Um, all right, on to number ten. Uh, again, uh, the Venom number. I wanted to hear his ideas, Brian. <laughs> The Venom number three, uh, 9.8 hit an all-time high of $250, which is crazy. Up up from around $160 last week. Raws are about $100 as well. Um, a lot so of time. This is the quote-unquote, you know, first appearance of Null that everybody was talking about months ago. Um, it's going to be very interesting to see if that Wraith book 
uh, has any has any change on the first appearance in Null. But I think what's causing this one to go up is that it also has Miles in it. So um, that's a uh, that's another big reason. Number nine, Descender. Number one, cover price. Uh, and that book. Yeah, this book was selling at cover price for a long time. Uh, if you remember correctly, this book was hot when it first came out. There was a lot of talk about this book. Uh, yeah, Jeff Lemire is a great writer, and that's a beautiful cover. Amazing, uh, this yeah. A great, yeah. Almost that whole run. Yeah, this is a great series, and it was recently picked up uh, by a Canadian production company, which is kind of, eh. I mean, for for I mean, it's great for the, them, but for will we see it? Who knows? But um, yeah, this is selling at twenty dollars raw now, twenty dollars plus. So, so. Did you like that run, Kyle? I didn't. I wasn't a big. It wasn't my favorite Lemire stuff. It was. It was bottom Lemire for me. I I liked it for a while, and then it just kind of like flatlined. <laughs> I just kind of lost interest. Yeah. Like the I first agree. five or six issues, I was really into it. Like the concept was really cool. Yeah. And then I was just like, Meh, and it just kind of went by the wayside. But it was in my poll list, so I. And it's something I, I, it's another habit I have to break. Even if it's on my pulse, I just keep buying it. Right, right, yeah. It felt like a little bit like AI, like the Spielberg mm -hmm. thing. Yep. All right, number eight. Beautiful. Okay, here I've, we I've go. Seen, yeah. I've seen I that. that book. Yep. Now, now, remember that Golden Age book. That Golden Age book was very volatile racist, right? I mean, that was a very racist book. Um, and that's kind of one of the things that, uh, that we want to talk about is we live in uh, crazy times, but the times we live in um, are getting better. And when we can see books like this and relationships like this um, that are front and center, uh, especially with big characters, i.e. Spider-Man characters, this is saying something. And um, people are taking note of this book, especially right now. Uh, with yeah, so is, that, is, is that the first interracial display of love on a comic cover? I, I doubt it. it. I doubt it, yeah. I doubt it, but this is a beautiful Dave Johnson cover. And you guys, I, I really don't think that um, they cannot have this relationship show up in the movies. This is, you know, when we talk about kids nowadays, especially kids that are into comics, Marvel has hit the bullseye with Miles, and they can hit another bullseye with Gwen by teaming them together, whether as love interests or team-ups or friends, and have not only young male uh, fans of, of Miles, but you'll have young female fans of Gwen. You'll bring more uh, young girls into this into this um, uh, hobby, and, and uh, I think that this is a very important cover and a very important relationship moving forward. They and kind of started laying that groundwork in, uh, into the spider verse. So. Yeah. 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 So it's going to be very interesting. This was a $10 book. It's up to $30. It's been sold. It, it got as high as up as 50. Sold. Sold. Yeah. Sold. I mean, if you can find this book, I'm digging it out and selling it tonight. Yep. Me too. I'd actually, actually like to put that. I, I think Black. I might buy that in my, my classroom, my sixth grade class. I teach sixth graders now. And I think that would be cool to frame and put in the classroom. Absolutely. Yeah. Very good book. I mean, if you can, there is a um, a variant to this by Pacelli, I believe. And it's an all-black cover. And it's Spider, it's Miles and Gwen. And they're walking and they're holding hands. 
Um, and that's a beautiful cover too. Really tough to find. I can see that book just getting ridiculous. Uh, Mel, who was on, who made it for the hot 10 tonight, um, was uh, ecstatic about this, about that, that variant uh, uh, alone. Uh, he really thinks that the variant where they're walking hand in hand has a lot, a lot of room to grow. Um, and I just, I'm, I'm happy that we're seeing covers like this that are uh, breaking some of the some of the boundaries maybe that were not there when we see covers like that honorable mention. So well, here's what uh, Corbin 19 and I are going to do for the uh, virtual San Diego con. We're going to oh, go right. together virtually as it, but I'm going to be miles and he's going to be spider Gwen. So we're going <laughs> to add so many layers to it as we hop in and out of these virtual rooms. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> you guys are crazy. You're crazy, man. <laughs> Uh, Stars and Stripe number seven. This is uh, Stars and Stripe number zero is is issue numbers or on the list at number seven. Uh, first appearance of this Star Girl, I guess. And this book is going crazy because of the Star Girl stuff. Raw copies are eighty dollars plus. You have that right? again? Eighty dollars plus. Um, Nine point eight at our four fifty. Wow. Sheesh. Just keep an eye out for this. Uh, you can find it in dollar bins. Um, I used to find this book in dollar bins all the time. This is uh, Jeff John's Goodness. Um, also, JSA All-Stars number four and JSA 81. Be on the lookout for. Um, okay. Uh, number six. This is an oldie but a goodie. This I was love, I love that Daredevil. Sorry, I love that Daredevil. I love this Daredevil cover. Yeah. I actually really love it. Beautiful David Mack cover. Um this is a book, one of the first books that I ever remember specking on uh, back in maybe late, early 2000s, like uh, when New Avengers first came out and they were doing yeah. the whole Ronin run. I remember yeah. when we found out it was Echo, man, I immediately had headed to the comic book store. This is way before I got back into, you know, uh, specking really big or anything. Yeah. And, just a, a this was a big book back then but here's where I'm, we're a, at. I'm, a sucker, I'm a sucker for anything that's watercoloring like it just it just for me it just i don't know maybe it's like a, a like a gimmick but for me it works i'm just like i love it i love anything that's got that watercolor well, the, on there. the interesting thing about this is this is a david mack cover of course beautiful david mack artwork is you know we all know david mack likes the watercolor but david mack wrote this issue and casada and palmiotti did the art inside. So David Mack, so Daredevil, this Daredevil run was started with Kevin Smith. And then after Kevin Smith, it went to David Mack, did a, wrote a bunch of issues, uh, which was crazy to see David Mack writing and not drawing. And then it went to uh, uh, Brian Michael Bendis, uh, which he had the most amazing, one of the most amazing uh, Daredevil. Uh, it's historic, historical. It's, it's like, yeah, keys. And then it went to, um, Who's, who's the guy that was after him, the dude with the glasses, young cat uh, that did... Um... Rob Liefeld. No. J.J. Oh. Abrams. <laughs> <laughs> the page master from Disney's The Page remember. Master. Anyways, anyways good good stuff. So this is, uh, this is a $25 plus book right now. Uh, crazy. It's been reported that Marvel is looking to add Echo to a Disney, Disney Plus show. Um, uh, it's been reported by several sites that a casting call for someone who fits Echo exact description 
uh, has been made, and uh, we're gonna see some echo hey, stuff. Hey, Wookie coming at you. Yeah, a lot of uh, a lot of the speculation is it's gonna be Daredevil. You're gonna get, or not Daredevil? Uh, Hawkeye. Matt Fraction's Hawkeye uh, run for Disney Plus because they add the, yeah. the casting call specifically asks for someone who can do their lines and screen test in sign language. So um, they're thinking that they're gonna do the the deaf Hawkeye stuff. Well, Echo's deaf, so yeah, yeah. But they're thinking that they're gonna take Clint Barton's hearing, and that's why uh, Kate Bishop comes into the picture, and she's gonna teach him sign language and kind of be his mentor since they're both deaf now. Cool. Guys, guess who took four semesters of sign language at ASU? I'm gonna give you some sign Corbin. language. Corbin 19. <laughs> there you go. You're in it, draft. I'm in it. I'm in it. Cover. 95. This is the poly bag for Ultimate Comics Only Spider Man. This is one Matt was actually talking about last week. To maybe we should keep an eye on. Uh, yeah, we should have bought it. $25 to $80 raw now. Uh, Miles Mania continues. Um, Miles, Miles, Miles. Yeah. Miles, yeah, and definitely uh, try to find the variants for it. Good luck finding the black and white Pacelli variant. That is one of the most rare variants you'll ever try to search for. There's only one I've ever seen for sale. It's on eBay right now for thirty grand. Jesus, Jesus. yeah. Pacelli, uh, does that guy smell like a group of hippies? Dude, I have, I have that book cover, too. This cover right here. Okay, so this is another thing. Again, I want to point back to that early um, uh, Golden Age book that we talked about. Here's another book. This book is significant. Significant, iconic. This book, uh, Mel V made a point that he said, this is a cover that needs to be seen. Now, people are up in arms about this book being hot right now because there's nothing inside that has anything to do with the cover. But again... That doesn't matter, guys. Uh, co covers cause people to buy comics. There's yeah, a lot of books boys. out there. There's a lot of books out there that have covers that have nothing to do with what's going on inside that that are are significant. This book is very significant, especially right now. Beautiful cover. This book needs to be seen. It needs to be talked about. And um, it's if you get a chance, find it and uh, keep it. Um, this is uh, was cover price a couple days ago. It's fifty dollars plus. It's skyrocketing. Whoa. Yeah, there is an Ultimate Comic Spider-Man number eleven that's uh, similar to this, where it's Miles and he's holding up his arms and they're they're got the handcuffs on them. Yep, I have that one too. Uh, but this oh, is uh, yeah, this is it. Huh? What'd you say, Corbin? Well, uh, congratulating you, Matt. Thanks, yeah, I appreciate is. it. This is a tough, uh, a tough time, but a, a very, a very uh, uh, iconic or, or significant book to be on the list. Um, uh, and it's we a haven't seen cover. the end of this book. This book's gonna take I, off. Yeah, I saw them up on eBay the other day. This one's gonna go huge. Yeah. 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 Um, on to number three, uh, Final Crisis. Oh, beautiful cover. Yeah, yeah, I love that Superman. Yeah, this is the um, the J.G. Jones variant, Final Crisis number seven. Okay, so this is where we get interesting. So we've talked about the Miles books and how important they are, especially um, when we talk about the time we live in with racial injustice and, all, and, and police injustice and all that stuff. Here's the other end of that spectrum. 
Now, this book got super hot because a website that has horrible information decided to um, bring up the rumor that DC is looking to cast Michael B. Jordan as Superman again. Now, this was out a couple months ago. It's been talked. There's been rumors forever. This is. I just don't see this happening. And if DC decides to go through with this, I'm going to be. I don't know if I. I just. I just don't think this is the way to go. DC, Superman is a, is an iconic character, and it has nothing to do with skin color or anything. You, you don't change Superman. You create a new character that's that that's gonna that's going to give people the same feeling, but with a new character. Make a new character important. Because when you take an old character, when you take a, a, a Superman character or, or something like that and you change him, the problem is, is that 90% of the time you change it back. So let's create a new character. Let's create a new black superhero. Let's I've been saying that for years with characters. Create yeah. a new character so it has its own identity. And and here's well, the and here's the, you play devil's advocate. Can I? Can I uh, yeah. Hold on. I hold gonna, on I maybe, make, maybe I can play it. Yeah, hold, hold on. Let me make this point. You can play devil's advocate and say that, well, that's what they did with Spider-Man and Miles Morales. Yep. But here's the difference. That was organic. Miles Morales' growth was organic, um, and this feels forced. Don't force it, you guys. And don't force Miles' growth continuing. Let it, let it continue to grow organically. That's very important. Go ahead, Travis. No, I think that's I think that's a good point, and I'm kind of torn on this too. But when I think about these iconic characters in literature, I think about like Hamlet, you know, or Shakespearean characters that are very, you can you can pop in whatever you want, you know. For centuries, Hamlet was you know typically played by a white guy, but then it, it gets it gets changed around. So I think on in a stage version of Superman, I don't understand. Yeah, I, I I think you can you can flip it without drawing too much attention to it, as long as it's not like the that that there is a lot of attention to it, attention brought. But I guess that comes with it. It's yeah, you're always and be, yeah. I guess that, that's true too. It's gonna it's gonna be a story. It's always gonna uh, feel forced. The, the the problem is it can't just be art because of our our uh, the way things are. And the way things have been is it's, but things have always been the way they've been. Now they're just being politicized more. So all the injustices that we're noticing today have always been, we're just politicizing them more. So when, if you change the color of Superman now, it's going to be very politicized and it's going to bring a lot of attention to it for good or bad. So it is, for the wrong a, that's, that's, a, that's a tough, that's a tough, um, tough move. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about that. I'm mad. There you I'm go. Dragging. No, no, but I want to show. So I got all of it. <laughs> I think oh, people oh. need to watch out. There's two other Miles covers with Spider Gwen, though, you can watch out for, too. I have them all. I want to show off my books again. I'm mad. I got so much money. That well, I'm, I'm trying to show people stuff to kind of look out for because I mean, if Miles, uh, yeah, the yeah, Miles Gwen relationship is going to go Brian. off, save that for Brian, okay? You got I, both those. Brian. Brian has the hot ten. Let him show what's okay. coming. You keep your collection you, yourself. You no. got both those. Hey, you how much you just quit being jealous, box, Corbin? Right? Just, just stop <laughs> being jealous, Corbin. Right? What's going to send me to Couch Countries? No, I don't need to send you to Couch Countries. <laughs> 
You can, you can How about this one, Matt? You got, you got this one? You got number two also? I do, I do have that one also, yes. Let's well, this one, everything. I don't like, I don't like that selling cover. for no. $75. I wow. have the entire, every single issue of the very first run of Miles. Wow, this is so amazing. This is the third printing. I have everything. I just smell all the fucking haters. Just soak up the hate. This is hey, Matt. I wish Matt talking. <laughs> didn't like, you get that in a mystery box? Didn't you? I did. I did get it in a mystery box. box. Yep. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. This is absolutely right now. Matt on this show, like he's on Spinner Rack. We need high pitch Matt. Yeah. Ultimate Spider-Man. All right. Hey, man. Suck it. You got the third printing, man. Matt. You said. I do. Yeah. This hold on. The absolute Matt show. Thank yeah. you for coming. <gasps> Number one. I have that book. Yes, you do. Uh-oh. Kyle's here. I'm going to go gloat. I have it. That's fine. You can gloat. Actually, me and Matt were talking about this book today. And this book sold today a 9.8. So today, what was I saying, Matt? It was like $900. Yep. 900 there's there's nine hundred dollars nine ninety eight for nine point eights dude that are sold within the last few days of on eBay for this book. Well, here's the crazy thing. So not only is this book selling for craziness, all Spider Gwen stuff, the the fourth and fifth prints of these are selling for like fifty bucks. The third print is selling for like two hundred dollars and nine point eight or more. Um, you think they're because it's easy. we didn't say the book for those who are who are just listening. We didn't say the title of the book. It's uh, Edge of Spider Verse number two, the first appearance of Gwen Stacy. Okay. Well, the first um, appearance of Spider Gwen. Yeah, Spider Gwen. Good call. Um, this, this, this. You guys have been seeing what's going on with Miles. Get, get it ready for the same thing. Get it. Get it out, Matt. Do it. I can't get it out. Brian's got my copy. Sending it off to get graded. Woo! Can I, can, I do a, can I do a mini survey here? I'm curious, how many people, who's a, uh, as far as a Spider-Man love interest, is there like Team Gwen and Team Mary Jane? Is anyone here uh, Team Mary Jane? I'm, oh, I'm, I'm Mary a, Jane, hands down. Absolutely. Mary Jane. Yeah, yeah. Mary Jane. Okay. Who loves one more day? Raise your hands. One more day. I don't know that, that, that run. Terrible. The, the one more, yeah, I refuse to acknowledge the one more day run. Do you think they're ever going to do like a Mary Jane, like a Spider Gwen? You That's what I gonna... said. It. I hate it. Oh, was it? The, is, that what, is that what the run was? They try to make her like into her own thing? No, they haven't done. The, I think the closest she's had has been in the on the cover in the Iron Spider armor. She hasn't, I don't think they, well, she is kind of like a Spider Man in the Renew Your Vows series. She. She dons a costume, but I don't know if they'll ever do anything like the Spider Gwen. They should. Part of me is like, I should sell this book because I could put it up for like $900 and I know I could sell it. But the problem with this is, this is one of those books I think I would regret selling. That's kind of where I'm at, too. Well, I don't think <laughs> Every time I'm like, I should I'm sell like it. A, I'm not a huge, like, it's not, it's not because I'm like a Gwen Stacy fan or I'm not a. A Spider Woman, and I'm not any of that. It's just like this book. Like I got, I, I, I took it to San, I took it to San Diego Comic Con. I got it signed. I sent it all the way to West Virginia, or to Virginia, 
so that somebody can get it sought for Tim to get signed for me and, and, and sketched and brought like it's got like I don't know there's like attachment to it. Well, I don't think we're done seeing any of these books peak yet either. I mean we're still we're, I mean as as long as you know Fallout Four's been on the number top ten for what almost two months three months straight so. I mean, we're not at the end of seeing any of these peak out by any means. So what made Edge of Spider-Verse 2 number one this week? Kyle, did you say you you had this signed? I have it signed by Latour and uh, Robbie Rodriguez. I'm looking at this like left bottom panel here with this whiteness. Is that where they signed it? Is that where... Here, I'll, I'll go grab it real quick. I'll, I'll pull it. Uh, it's a beautiful cover to sign because you have this nice white, completely white corner here which is great for uh uh signatures well and we still have uh edge of the spider verse that that's coming out again and that i mean wait until that animated feature drops watch these books after that because they're already hot and now i mean they already announced that they already said watch this i mean we already are seeing the beginning of this whole you know spider verse blowing up we're just in the in the early stages of it i mean these could literally these books here with the time and everything could literally take off we could be looking at the next hulk 181s of our time very easily yeah so in the white i got it sketched oh nice nice yeah right there in that white part yeah and then the tour is right here to see it but okay i like it so then bam i just i don't think we're anywhere near the end of this yet Hmm. that's crazy that's number one though that's a that's a that's a good number well here's here's why it's number one 9.8 doubled from about 500 to 900 dollars as kyle was saying this selling for about a thousand dollars almost 9.8 doubled um, over the last week or so, uh, or a couple weeks or so, so, um, it, it, yeah, fifth prints you can't get up for under thirty dollars anymore. That says a lot. When you can't get a fifth print for under thirty dollars, yeah, I don't know. You know, like I said, it might be hard to sell, but I think if somebody just gave it, showed me nine Benjamins, you would reconsider. I think so, I'd have to just go. Here you go, kind person hey, hey, hey brian this might be a, a a longer question for at this point in our long podcast here but um i would be interested in talking to you about i mean you got into the speculation business i'm sure there are people who are curious whether they're going to be like hobbyists in speculating and stuff like that i know you guys have i'm sure have talked about this on on absolute geek in earlier episodes before i started listening but uh, there's got to be some kind of like entree into this world, like as far as how do you step into this world? Because I, I, I look at what you do, and you're pulling up these things, and and you're obviously cross-referencing these books from different websites. Is there, is it as intimidating as it looks, or can you plug into like four, three or four different areas? Of I can give you make it make it make it happen. I can give you the answer right here. The number one place to start your foray into comic speculation is CBSI and comicbookinvest.com. 
That's what got me uh, really into it. Brian said, you got to check this out. My I just yeah. looked this up. This cover right here for issue one, the Cho cover, I, yeah, is it's a $100 book right now. Yeah. Yep. The That's a great cover. Hold that up again, Matt. Thing, the second biggest thing to do when you're oh. in the speculation market is you go out great. and you buy two of everything. Because if you buy two of everything, you're never wrong. Sooner or later, it'll hit. There's your spec. Well, I, I got two I, of those. I got two of those. I got two of those. I'm not. I'm not interested in speculating at all. I, I've never been in. I roll comics up in like my back pocket and like stick them in in like bike nice. bikes kind of style. Like I, sure. I, I, I give comics to people. That's why what, what I do. But I'm 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 fascinated by it. I, I think it's Dang. I think it I think it's crucial. I think if we're going to keep the comic industry alive, speculation's what's doing it. I think so. I, I feel bad not participating in it because it is the lifeblood, a lot of the lifeblood of the industry, and um, and it's a fun. It seems like a, also just like a fun hobby to look at covers that, I, especially like looking at covers that are like really shitty and being like, or books that are really shitty and like, why is this popular? So I'm fascinated. Every time we do the top ten, I'm, I'm actually, I actually always love it. I'm actually, I'm always like. Oh, that's crazy. That's oh ridiculous. Here's, here's Good, my I'm glad. Here's my here's what I've learned in the last just year of of redoing comic books, coming back into it, getting deeper and deeper, back into it heavy, heavy, because I've always kind of collected a little, but in the last year of really getting into it, getting in and starting to listen to CBSI. Every podcast. I don't care what it is, because they're mm -hmm. all fun. They're all super fun. Oh, they do a podcast? You know, I'm going to have to go back and edit it. And every time you guys say CBSI, it's just going to say Absolute Geek Podcast. Absolute Geek. Absolute Geek Podcast. You tune into Absolute Geek. Second thing you do is you jump on CBSI. It's Absolute Geek. Corbin, you got to quit being a hater, bro. I'm sorry. If you step outside the genre of Batman, you might find some good stuff out there. I don't anything. I, 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 my ego isn't, isn't huge, you know. I'm just, I'm uh -huh. just a humble guy who's not gonna say, you know what? You said yeah. comic book. That reminds me, I have one right here. <laughs> Let's <Yep>. show it up. <laughs> Someone said book. Oh, guess hey, what? I, just got? I have you a lot of things. I have a okay, love for Miles, and it's exciting no, when you have and a Brian and collection at any chance. No, 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 no. Hold on. I, okay. I'm a lover That's of Miles. And no. like Chad, and I bet you Chad and Kyle can attest that it's exciting when you own a book that shows up on the Hot Ten. If you can't show it off on Absolute Geek, then where can you show it off? Exactly. Like, yeah. I mean, I see it in the messages all the time. So, so, I'm sure Matt will find a way, but I can't. So part of the – and just like Matt was saying, it is. It does. It feels really good when you're like, damn, I spec that book. I got it. I enjoyed it. Look at that. I got four of the ones that were on the Hot Ten. Because I, I spec that a while ago, and, and there's two two things Miles is a, and Gwen are a great example of, um, and it's been said many a times here and um, and CBSI and Kyle and Brian have both touched on it. So is Matt. The Miles and Gwen part of the reason that we're able to see and save this this market is is only speculation is only a small part of it as far as like buying and continuing the, the LCSs and, and people's need and want to do it. The next thing is that we have to keep the market going for kids. 
kids have to be involved and want to get comic books. It's uh, a, a perfect example of that is Harley Davidson. They're crashing. Why? Because nobody at the younger ages wants to buy a Harley anymore. It's it's just not their, their it's not their jam. They're not into it. They're not feeling it. Here we come out with this Gwen. We come out with this Miles. We come out with this and all the kids today are like that that movie dropped Spider-Verse and kids were like, holy crap. I didn't, you know, I didn't know anything about it. And then they saw that cartoon. The cartoon was new. It had new artwork. It had all of that. And now kids are even starting to go, hey, what's this Miles? What's this Gwen? What's this Spider-Verse? Yeah. So it's good story, good art, good content, um, and a new, younger generation. Well, now, I've, been, I, I've been teaching for uh, like 14 years now, and um, the last – well, I just moved to sixth grade. I was teaching high school for like 12 years, um, and I would I, I bought like my own money a classroom set of uh, Batman Returns. So I would teach B Dark Knight Returns with my students, my 11th graders. We would read Dark Knight Returns, and we would study it like literature. And that, mm -hmm. that uh, plotting was great, and we'd spend like a couple weeks yeah. looking at the plotting of it. And a lot of them, it's amazing they don't know how – to read panels you actually have to like you take it for granted you have to like read panels and these right. books you know i bought them used about like 30 of them used and um but it's it, i love i love speculation but i also love just handing people like, their trades so they're not worth anything but um i love the fact that you know like just seeing just used beat up comics on kids desk and them being the the fifth kid that i've seen have that book and open it up and 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 look at uh carrie kelly and be like that is the, the worst robin robin. Ever. <laughs> <laughs> no, and I, carrie kelly. it's just so also, i mean key also be, uh, <laughs> Persepolis as well and and teaching him how to to look at visual art and um I think with the way that media is going and the way that uh, everything is visuals with memes and gifts and everything, everything is visual and literary together. So combining mm -hmm. visual and punctuating them with language and understanding the effect of that is, is, is really strong. So I love the fact that comic book industry has so many angles. It has this industry that Brian talks about so eloquently where when you talk about speculation and it becomes this hobbyist industry where I love the fact that it's still, I think that still keeps it in its roots or not maybe its roots, but certainly in its, in its past, that hobbyist industry. Um, and then I also love how you can curl it up, put it in your back pocket or buy a bunch sure. of them and toss them or put them in a bucket and hand them to your ex-girlfriends and be like, yeah. give them the comics. You know, I love, I love how comics there's the, it can be done in so many different ways. Sure. Well, and another aspect of the whole speculation, it, it, it sounds cliche, but it goes all the way back to the eighties. Now the eighties had a big, fight with the toy run because well I should say late 70s the toy runs because Kenner and Hasbro and all those guys fought over Star Wars people didn't want it then they got it and they boom all everybody wanted it um, mm. so then it started and sparked off this war of of toys and this is what has sparked and generated the comic book market through the late 80s early 90s and even today and what it did is that it 
they found out some very crucial information. If you don't have multiple content, you're not going to sell. And that changed the market for the rest of the time. So part of the reason that Star Wars sold so good is because the hit movie was just amazing. But they didn't stop at just the hit movies and the toys. They went into comic books. They went into magazines. They went into everything. You want a fucking toothbrush? I got three or four boxes of them sitting in the other room. I mean, they went out and did it. So then you turn around and you look at, okay, G.I. Joe came up and the toy, they started fighting over toys again. And they were like, well, how come these aren't selling as good? Well, we don't have the content yet. Boom. You got a G.I. Joe cartoon. Now the content's there. It's in the kids' faces. They're watching it twice a day. Boom. Now you got a comic book. When you start tying multiple uh, entities, the cartoons, the um, Ninja Turtles is a perfect example of that. Uh, absolutely ninja turtles how they were i just said it earlier i was sitting there and i read one through five and held them in my hand as an as a dumb younger man and put them back on the shelf because i didn't have the money because you know whatever next thing you know and that was when turtles are real turtles they aren't kid turtles that was the turtles back then were not meant for kids they were were like a miller turtle Yeah. And that was the time in my life where I could relate because I was getting into Megadeth and Metallica and Anthrax and on the walls spray painted in the Turtle comic books. You know, you got Anthrax sp- sprayed, and I'm like, oh man, that is the shit. Like that ain't yeah. in any other comic book. And so then you you just take that next step, and they sold it and came out with you know the cartoon, the toys, the everything. Once that whole line comes together, like, hey, we have toys, they're not selling. You know why? Because you don't have a comic book, you don't have a cartoon, you don't have, you don't have a, a multitude of things to push the media for the sales. Now it changed. They figured it out and they changed everything. That's why you have. That's why you saw WWE action figures, WWE comic books. WWE cartoons. Cindy fucking Lopper had them in our video. You know, this is what sold that market, and that's what does it today. We're seeing the Spider Verse movies. We're seeing Spider Gwen and Miles Morales in the comic books. We're gonna see more movies. We're not done yet. The action figure line, it has only started to build. That's That's what's going to help carry the market of comic books is that back to that 80s root of tying it together. That's why we're seeing the Star Wars line take off again. This is the first week in, what, two months that we haven't had a Star Wars book on the the Hot Ten. And it's because Mandalorian's coming out. It's because all the new toy line that they're getting ready to announce. It's there's a reason that DC went to Todd McFarlane and said, Hey, we're we're screwed. We need a good toy manufacturer that's gonna give us a hot product. Can you help us out? So he's banging that out and now they're starting to get better content in their comic books. And and if you watch I mean it's yeah. coming, and, and they're trying to push. They're trying to get it because that's the only way they're going to keep that I, market alive. 
I think that my own point was I I just I'm just in awe of what like Brian does. I'm so jealous of that career of the hustling and and sh the shucking purveyor of of comics because you really get to like curate these great books uh either artistically or story wise or nostalgia wise i mean there's three different levels story art nostalgia for these for these books and i think this is what a great way to like spend your day is like purveying that i mean it doesn't work that way for literature i can't be like hey here are like three faulkner short stories that you don't know that you should be fucking reading right now go buy those it doesn't work that way you know but like but that's kind of what brian's doing he's like he's like putting a spotlight on it. and i'm sure i'm sure all part of his job is like i don't believe in all this art and all the stories i'm selling but it, it's hot right now so i'm purveying it but i think it's what a great if i could do that with like literature or any kind of thing or like old punks punk albums or anything like that to be able to curate and purvey what you love i mean that's 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 a pretty cool job man I'm, absolutely that's a great yeah. job and speculation is is i i mean there's some some great fun about it and it's enjoyable but it's not it's not easy, man. I've had a really hard time lately with speculation and trying to do it and realized while I was watching and, and learning from a lot of the other stuff that that it's not my, you know, I may get lucky once or twice only with the you don't have a nose I know, for like it, Star yeah. Wars. I know yeah. Star Wars. You know, four weeks ago, I told all these guys we were sitting at Brian's table and I said, start buying Dathomir. If there's a Dathmere on the cover of a Star Wars book, buy it. Why? Because it's going to hit. It's going to hit. And two weeks later, there was a Dathmere cover. And and, and it, uh, you know, and, and it's coming. And I know some of it. And I know why it's coming. But it's only because I pay attention. It's a really hard job. And you're not going to get a house on MTV Cribs doing the speculation market. It ain't going to happen. That's what I was going to say earlier is... The, I was going to tell Travis the best way to spec is spec on stuff you like. Mm -hmm. Because when you as, as, as an affordable way to do speculation, you know what? Just like Venom, that Venom 3. Oh, there's a character coming out. I like, I'm going to read that run because I like Donny Cates. Buy three of them. Because, and, and so what? So, even if it not, it doesn't hit, you just bought something that you like. So it's not like, okay, yeah. now I have this box of shit that I don't fucking care about. At least you have <laughs> stuff that like you like. So it's stuff that you're gonna read. It's stuff that you enjoyed, and you know what? And then you get the yeah, added bonus. Anyways, down. yeah. And then that, you yeah. get the added bonus down the run. Is hey, now I have three of those. I can flip one of those. Yeah. Well, the other excitement. It is fun to do that. It is fun to collect. Yeah, when you're when yeah. you're specking what you like, you're having fun. Mm -hmm. You're having fun. Well, the other excitement in the spec too is like you you get that character like Miles. You've been back in from the beginning. You're like, this character is hot. You'll tell anybody that listens how cool this character is, and then now you're finally it happens. It, it it's been years, but you're collecting to read. But now you have those books if you want to flip them because you know you're you're a fan and the it, it's fun watching something that you stood behind this entire time finally see the light of day and people bringing recognition to it it's awesome 
like the only reason I have Edge of Spider-Verse 2 is because I subscribed to Spider-Man books and when it rolled over to Edge of Spider-Verse, it just my those books just got, those just were just on my pull list. If it's you know, so it just when it rolled over to number one, I got it. So they just kept putting it in my it's the only reason I bought them is because it was Spider-Man. And I was, you know, and they just and my comic book store knew that I liked Spider-Man. That same with me, but I, I thought that the Spider Gwen concept was an awesome concept. It was it was an awesome character, and I picked the book up because I was reading Spider-Man and I, I never would have told you if you would have told me this is gonna explode, I would have been like, Yeah, okay. You know, Gwen's been around for forever. Who would have thought that this character would have exploded the way she did? Like, what story yeah. is actually a really good story. Not just this issue, yeah. but this whole yeah. edge it was it was a really fun read. Yeah, a great story. And that, was a, and that was a big part that brought the kids in, is that it's a good story. It's not a, a difficult read. It's, um, you know, it's new. It's exciting. And once that once that animated feature dropped, holy shit, man. This, I mean, as soon as I watched that cartoon, that animated movie, it, it just, it was like, wow, this is it. This is the next one. Yeah, yeah. For me, listening to you guys talk about like speculation and this stuff, it's my favorite parts of this podcast because one, it's it's an area I don't know a lot about, and two, it's kind of like playing a sport amateur, like like oh, I go pay, pick up soccer games, and then you watch like the World Cup, you know, like you get to see like oh, this is oh yeah yeah, yeah. you're just kind of like oh yeah, I, I know those you know the stories, I know all the athletes, I know all the the, the records and stuff like that. But I don't. I wasn't in the game. I don't have the books. I don't have that. Uh, but it's 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 really interesting and fascinating. I think one of the things that probably one of the things that Absolute Geek does really well, and as opposed to a lot of geek culture podcasts, um, stays true. I think that I think that is um, a backbone of the show, and I think that you guys do that really well. Thank you. Wow, look at Com- that. Comics are. I mean, they're an investment. A lot of people don't look them like that, but. They can be an investment. You can, if you're buying CGC graded old school books, who knows what they're going to be worth in 30, 40 years from now. So, yeah, well, I mean, even, even not CGC, like just you, you collect and you're, you're, you could be potentially investing in your future, you know, and it's like the playing the stock market. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was going to say. It's a numbers game and there is a NASDAQ for comic books. You just have to go to four different places to find that NASDAQ. You can't just pull up the NASDAQ and watch you have it on to, TV. You have to connect the dots to you it. You have to it's connect the NASDAQ dots. Yeah. Wow. And it's time-consuming and hard. And it takes up a lot of your time and energy. So that's why, back to my original statement, just go buy three of everything, and then you're always right. I'm a story guy. I just, just want some good stories. Like what you like. Uh, keep other stuff and in the that's... background so when, you're, when your dollar bin looking and you know you, you have this encyclopedia of covers, like that's the one thing Brian has taught me over all these years is, is learn covers. You don't need to learn every number to every hot book. Learn, learn the covers. And so yep. if you're flipping through quick, you go, there's that cover, there's that cover, there's that cover. 
Well, yeah. Uh, yeah, from In With Weird, I was saying, I agree with Travis in that I'm very much still a st- outside of my Batman love, guys, like, very much a story person, understanding, like, the arcs and everything, having an appreciation for the runs and what it adds to the character. Because, like, when you drink milk? <laughs> no, although that... Uh, a, a Corbin? A Corbin milk mustache? Like, the old 90s, like, high school cafeteria shirts would be amazing. <gasps> that would be an awesome ass yeah. geek shirt. Yeah, I should, Air, yeah, Air, Air Corbin? Hey, there it is. No, milk to me is a loves me so it loves me. It hurts so bad, or it hurts so good. That's my relationship. Air Corbin, Air Corbin, nineteen. That's a great shirt. There it is. But no, with comics, it's like I'm very much like I was actually um, a couple weeks ago was talking to Chad, and I've been like addicted to the speculation podcast and everything, trying to understand it because I'm very much a reader guy, and I've been on CBSI more and trying to understand that because I've always been. I mean, you can't be in the comic game, I guess, and not be aware of it. But it was always like, oh, it's money. It's not something, you know, I'm still in my 20s. I'm still kind of just reading the books for the love of the books. But that investment, kind of understanding the, the the love that these people have to the craft, but also mm-hmm. the business side of it, the investing side of it, understanding it more than just, oh, it's a really good story, but that this book it's will real go estate. It becomes like exactly. real estate. Exactly. And market yeah, trends absolutely. and things and of that sort. was just a small Google Hangouts group. It was the coolest thing because you just had this group of good dudes there was no bashing like you know there was all these guys on facebook who are bashing and it's this this crazy competition when brian first introduced me to cbsi it was a very small group it wasn't a big group of dudes there probably wasn't 60 people in this group 70 people in this group i think when when Brian, when, when Brian introduced me to it and just, there was nothing better than going on and say, Hey guys, what do you guys think about this? And nobody was a dick about it. Everybody explained their point and was very courteous and, and was very gracious with information. You have to be, if you're going to make it in this market, you got to look at Jesse James. I mean, picture perfect example that guy will tell you, hey, you know what? I don't have it. But if you go down the street to this shop, it, they got it. I know they do. I'll call them right now. And that's what makes that's what makes you. That's that's why I literally just got all those Star Wars books in the mail from Jesse James. There's a reason I bought 30 some odd you know, books, Star Wars books from Jesse James. When you know, it you're absolutely right. You gotta be you gotta be kind. It, it's like a lot of these Facebook groups. You go in and you ask a question, you oh. get roasted. Yeah, they're all the questions that you ask. Like, and you know, you go when you would go to the CBSI Google group, it was you asked this question, and it was a, just a bunch of cool dudes talking comics who didn't mind, they didn't mind talking comics. Hey, I'm new to this. What do you guys think about this? Oh, we talked about this. Here's this link to this thing that when we talked about it before. Go read this. This is what you want. Or, hey, this is what you want. Even if you, you know, like, there was rules to it. And if you went outside the rules, they weren't, like, you weren't ostracized for it. They were like, hey, man, here's a reminder. Awesome link. We appreciate you, con- you know, contributing to us but this is what we need to do. And you're just like, okay, you don't feel like a jackass for doing it. You're just like right on, you know, you do it in some of these Facebook groups and you're, you, you are the, 
bad guy. You're ostracized. Yeah, and you just see 300 comments of, of people roasting and making fun of you. And that was the cool thing for about try, For that trying was, to learn. Nobody should learn. ever feel dumb trying to learn. You're never going to make it in the market, ever. No, I'm here in a comic book group asking a question. I to learn. Don't ask a question just for the sake of making an argument. But if you truly want to know, hey, this is what I want to know. And, you know, that's like I said before, the cool thing about CBS. Hey, here's a link to this discussion that we had six weeks ago. Read everybody's comments. You will, you're. All the information you need is right there. Perfect. You got, you know, that's a great question. Here you go. Well, and that's and that's the cool thing I like about like CBSI and then the Hot Ten and Brian doing the Hot Ten on both shows is that he's giving both audiences that insider track. If you're looking yeah. for that Absolutely. that um, flip market, that speculation market, because when he tells you go to dollar, go to the stores. These books can be found in dollar bins. He's not kidding because a lot of the shops, uh, store owners aren't catching on to these books being that hot. So if you watch the Hot 10 or our show Friday night and you go Saturday morning and you're you're flipping through dollar bins, you're going to find some of these books. Most store owners do not watch top 10 lists. They don't have no. the time. They don't no. have the energy. And, and I they're don't know behind. Why they, I don't know why they don't run them in the store. If and they I only the comic book shop, there'd yeah. be three That's TVs on the wall and they'd all be playing top 10s. And most, of, and most of them only catch on to something being hot because they notice the trend of People buying them, people buying them up, people buying them up, multiple copies. And then they get into to looking and finding that it's hot, and then they're going to start pricing it that way. So if you're quick about it, when he says this book is still in dollar bins, it's still there. Go look for it. And Travis, you're already speculating. I mean, you're already buying what you like. I mean, that's the yeah. best speculation out there. Yeah. If you like it, if you read it and you like it and you keep buying more preachers and then the omnibus of preachers and then yeah. that's part of the spec market and you're already in the game. You're already doing it because if you like it, guess what? There's somebody else out there who likes it. I just got to wait till then... the rest of the world wakes up to my fucking taste. Absolutely. <laughs> Why can't they have the fine taste like I have? Yeah. One day, Pope one Pope day. Pope Pope gonna make it. Anyway, I love I love the top ten, but my whole thing is I'm trying to wait to get on that podcast. You know what I'm saying, Brian? I'm trying to wait to get on that podcast, baby. You gotta make a special appearance to Phoenix. Yeah, you gotta connect to Phoenix, brother. Hit us up. Yeah, I, would I, don't normally, I, would, I, would, I would normally be there right now. I would be live with you guys every summer. I would, I would be there right now, man. It'd be, it, that was kind oh. of this moment. I was looking forward to the summer. I was going to hit you guys up, and I, we were going to go like long, long box uh, surfing. But oh, yeah. I'm here I, with I don't even Corbin, Corbin 19. I just live in Maricopa and I'm not on the podcast, so don't let them yeah. lie to you, Trav. You gotta, yeah, we've been up there. That's got, Kyle's been on the podcast yeah. twice, and I've never been on yeah. the podcast. Sorry, three times. Dude, gotta, I injected. I, I I swallowed like six Lysol wipes last week, hoping that it would trip me out enough to get on the podcast. But I just got a stomachache, and it was no big deal. I think you have to wash um, Brian's hair like three times and condition yeah. it. And blow dry it and like uh, yeah. and brush it. Hey man, like, I, uh, I only wipe I my ass with psychedelic toes. What? Yeah. <laughs> What's up? Check sh sh out the screen share I just put up. Whoa! Oh, I got that book. 
Just joking. Good no. <laughs> luck. So uh, j- just be like uh, $40,000, guys, for a comic Jesus book that came out uh, a couple years ago. $40,000. So, um, yeah. Uh, don't Definitely, if you have this one, don't sell it. Is someone going to buy that for $40,000? Yeah, I've never seen one ever other than this listing. Wow. Yeah. The fact that it's up there, that's crazy. Yeah. It's not even a 9.8 or signed. Yeah, it's, it's a 9.6. Not signed. It's a 9.6 <laughs> graded, not signed. 38 grand. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Wait, let's read the description. There we go. It's a 1 in 15. Oh, I mean, that's still a lot of money. Oh wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. What does it say? This comic is a J. Goat. Scott Campbell, J. Scott Campbell variant. Of it's a, a variant. sketch variant of an already hard to find and desirable one. So it's a variant of a variant. Oh. Uh, it's a retailer incentive. Oh. No more than ten copies ever printed. Maybe twenty at the most. Only five have been graded. Jesus. Wow. Jeez. Yeah. That's not even a Star Wars cover. Like, that can't be worth it. So, it's, uh, listen, comics can make you some money. They can make you some money if you do it right. Yes, sir. All right, let's get into a little bit of uh, odd news and and get the hell out of here tonight because it's already. Yeah, it's about that time. It's already late. So, let's get a little bit of odd news and get the hell out of here. Did you want to fight? There we go. It's a bit nutty. You're crazy. You're crazy. I heard Austin Powers and I heard Old School in there. I didn't know what the first one I was love from. It. That's Daria. Ah. Six Sad World like from Daria. Um, so uh, Ohio, Columbus, Ohio, they are uh, petitioning their government to change the name of the city of Columbus to Flavortown in honor of Guy Fieri. Stupid. So because we're at that whole time where, you know, history needs to be erased and Christopher Columbus is a bad man. Columbus, Ohio, they want to, well, that's what it is for. Columbus, Ohio, they want to change the name to Flavortown. I think we should meet in the middle and call it Cilantro Town. I'm taking you. It's got, it starts with a C. It's got like, yeah. Yeah, that's what it is. Flavor town. Yeah, parsley, flavor city. town. parsley city. Yeah. They just named How it. are they how are they spelling flavor? The British way or the American way or no, like a F-L-A-V-O-R. cool like slang? Flavor Town for Guy Fieri. What's the variant cover on that town name look like? <laughs> I would know. Parsley City. For our next piece of odd uh, news, we're heading to uh Richland County. Actually, go ahead. Go ahead. What were you gonna say, Travis? I didn't mean to no, 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 no. I, I, was, I was stretching on. Oh. <laughs> I was stretching so, on. So far, <laughs> next news, we're heading to Richland County, South Carolina, where a man and his girlfriend were arrested for stealing a two liter of soda from a pizza hut at gunpoint. What kind of soda? Did it say the Pepsi. flavor? flavor? Did it say the flavor town? Pepsi. A two I mean, liter Pepsi. of Pepsi at gunpoint from a pizza hut. Give me Clear, <laughs> new, old school. 
What's the, regular old what's Pepsi? the vintage on this? I'm very I'm speculating everything now, guys. <laughs> I need to know what the value of Pepsi was. <laughs> right. I feel like Pepsi is kind of like placating the uh paps of soda right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pepsi's End gross. Storyline. It is gross. It's too sweet. Did you guys ever have when you were kids? My sister was a, a Coke girl. She used to collect Coke stuff. Um and so then just by I was four years younger, so just by like animosity, I was like, I'm a Pepsi guy. So I only drink Pepsi. Only because <laughs> my older sister like Coke. Do you guys did you guys white. have a younger did you guys have like a teenage preference at like a uh, soft drink place? Pepsi. Dr. Pepper. Dr. Pepper. And I don't like that's Dr. all Pepper. I drink. Yeah, I don't oh, got to answer that question. Miss, yeah. Mr. Pibb. Mr. Pibb is is way better than Dr. Pepper though. If I had to choose more caffeine in it. Yeah. If delicious. I had to choose between the colas, I always went Pepsi because they were the ones that had the Star Wars cans and they're collectible. Oh my so, god. Yeah. Well, the soda industry has got to be hurting, right? Because I remember as a kid, I, you just drank soda because that's what your parents bought and that's what you drank. So you would use it to quench your thirst. But now, as being a 36-year-old and looking at like health and stuff like that, you're like, soda is the worst thing you can do for you. I don't drink soda anymore. Do you think the soda industry has dropped? Hey, Brian, the speculator here, what's the speculation on the soda industry? What are we looking they, at here? They all pivoted over to energy drinks, man. They're making money hand over fist. See, energy drinks, I get, because if I'm going to drink something, I want it. I want to get a high from it. I don't want to get I don't want to get everything. <laughs> if I'm going to drink something, I want it to either spike my vodka or I want the freaking be like a the most mild form of Adderall, you know? Yeah, they <laughs> if had I had to drink the soda that was in my house, it would be Diet Coke. That's what my mom drinks with, like Diet water. Pepsi, yep. Diet yeah. anal leakage. Diet Coke is so fucking gross. <laughs> It's terrible, and it gives you cancer. What about the like the the colas that are like one, like Dr Pepper, like one calorie, Coke Pepsi zero. zero. Like one, no. I yeah. like Pepsi zero. All that shit. What about clear? They had, they right, had energy right. drinks when I was a kid. It was called coffee. It's time to man up, there, America. Come on, <laughs> coffee. Right. Question before question before we move on, we'll start up top with Corbett, and then we'll move counterclockwise. What's your theater soda? What's your movie soda? Oh, Coke all day. Just regular Coke. I, always, okay. I mean, my thing is, I used to get popcorn, and if I if I haven't eaten, then I will. Like that'll be like my dinner. But normally, it's a large Coke and a thing of peanut M and M's. Go to every okay. time. All right, next. I gotta go, Dr Pepper. If they don't have Dr Pepper, then I go with <laughs> Sprite or orange drink. Orange, Orange drink solid, solid with popcorn, solid. Yeah. I would have to go. Um, I think mine would be if, if it's not it, I, cherry coke with peanut butter M and M's. That's okay. mine. Okay. Soda, movie soda. I go old school. I go cherry coke, but I get red vines and use the red vines as a straw. There you oh go. shit! Oh, and also, yeah, tales from the flavor side. Tales from the flavor side. The Diabetes Express. <laughs> I don't go to the fucking movies. <laughs> <laughs> I go with cherry coke. I'm a cherry coke guy. What and what about? Candy or popcorn? 
I do uh, non-buttered popcorn, but you know what I like? And it, it fucking sucks. I do the shaky. Because don't have butter in Tokyo, huh? No. So, like, I don't do the butter, but I like the shaky. Like, give me some, like, sour cream and onion. Or, like, oh, yeah. Hey, I like that shit. butter on the popcorn and a box of Reese's. The, the military base I live on, they just have regular popcorn. They don't have the shaky shit. You got to export them. Export them. And then I'll stand in line. I'll be like, yo, yo, you want some? Um... What's up, man? <laughs> Meet me over here by the bathroom. <laughs> Sell your shake odds. So. <laughs> I'm a shake. And like, oh, keep going. I'm like, oh, man, I don't know you. I don't know you. From the- <laughs> I got some fun shake product right here. Yeah, right. You know my friend Fred, man. You know Fred. Brian would do so well on the military base. He would be like the 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 black market importer of all fine goods. <laughs> because he's in Japan, he could export all the stuff that you can't get. You know, until Corbin shows up and he's like, "That's a little dirty." <laughs> <laughs> Okay, how about you just knock a couple bucks you. off? It's a couple. <laughs> just a couple. Oh, man. What's the next odd story, Matt? Our last odd story for the week is Poland accidentally invades Czech Republic in minor misunderstanding. Uh, Polish <laughs> soldiers mistakenly uh, detoured, uh, detoured and detained a citizen uh, for entering a church on the Czech territory in a close city um on the czech polish border they did not realize that they had crossed the border when detaining this man and that they are actually detaining him in the czech republic we are so sorry we we thought you were one of us but you came in and you were very aggressive (laughs) that's a good uh good act how do you how the hell do you i mean like left turn in Albuquerque. Yeah. <laughs> Oops, sorry, my my compass broke. Uh, he was holding vodka. He had to be one of us. Uh, I I don't I don't get it. I don't buy it. I don't. It needs to be forgiven in a day and age when like countries are trying to keep their borders tight. They're trying to keep like their citizens safe. You have to forgive uh, maybe a little bit more aggressive animosity being like well what's your passport who are you what what's coming from where are you coming from i didn't see the uh, sign that says leaving poland they <laughs> you're now entering you're now entering russian territory i mean and it, uh, but i feel like the polish apologize for a lot of stuff i feel like the polish apology is like an american knock-knock joke it's just it's just constantly all the time it's just like a bare minimum of like we're sorry we're polish <laughs> Who's there? It's and that's cold. it. Yeah, that's it. Why anyway, can't Why can't we just spray dotted red lines, spray paint dotted red lines on everybody's borders, and then we don't have to worry anymore? Or just use that right? Some crap from the supermarket. Pressure. Nobody will plastic. You know the plastic strips in the supermarket on the conveyor belt. Nobody dares cross that shit. Just put that stuff down. <laughs> hey, we go this cool. way. Hey, what are you doing in that church? Corbin, you'll like you'll like this in Japan when you go on like Japanese Tinder because it's uh, you know we're in a foreign country. A lot of the expats, yeah, let me, let me get, it's getting close. Let me get it close here. So Corbin, <laughs> when you go into like Japanese Tinder, it's like uh, you know you have a lot of Japanese, of course, and a lot of, of Asians. But the expats you have are a lot of Eastern blocks. So you have a lot of Russians, Ukrainians, Romanians, and so. Uh, you go on dates with these people, and these are parts of the world that I know nothing about. And like, I'm not gonna like, hey, what's your next uh, vacation? I'm gonna go to Ukraine. But you get to meet these people. You okay. get to understand, like, oh, this girl from Romania. You know what? 
Russia was a real asshole to Romania for many, 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 many oh, uh, decades. Years. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like that. From learning about Cold War Europe through Tinder. Cultural it's, history. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Ukrainian I like women it. are freaking yeah. hot. Yeah, Ukrainians. Yeah. And you got I like they are good looking. Bordello, great uh, Ukrainian well, I band. I guess it just shows that learning doesn't stop, you know? Many no, different it doesn't have to be unpleasant either. I'm trying know? to get her to learn about my Corbin 19. She's trying to teach me about her world. I mean, it's an exchange of information. I'm all about that. Okay, I thank, love, you, thank you. I would Kyle. love to do uh, an, like a couple of evenings out in Tokyo with Corbin 19. I feel <laughs> like <laughs> we would up really by how many books it is. I, yeah, you know. I feel like we would be pretty good wingmen. I feel like we would get the vibe pretty quickly. Yeah. Like, I learned that girl with the big old Corbin 19. She had this mushroom imprint right here. On- <laughs> I learned her good with the Corbin 19. I'm done. And then I had to get a new dishwasher. (laughs) How do you, where do you go find your dishwasher at? Or, this is good, guys. This is my favorite, one of my favorite appearances in Absolute Geek. I feel like it was a, uh, it was nice having like five people to talk to. This was was a good time. Yeah, this was, yep. Yeah, that was fun. Four hours in. Good yeah. on you. It didn't even feel like it either. It was, <laughs> oh, that was solid. Yeah, that was good. I guess that's a good place to end it with Corbett 19, huh? It's great. <laughs> We're doing great. Yeah. Let's end yeah. it. Well, I mean, hey guys, it's about Corbett 19. It's not a death sentence. Okay. No. If no, you're old, not. it's a minor prick sure. with a little bit of uncomfort. <laughs> no, it's devastating. All right. It's contagious. It can't be stopped. It can't even really be contained. Just I don't know why you didn't hit end. It's end a minor prick. Right it's a minor right. prick. A little bit of pressure Bro. and a little bit of uncomfortable Bro. feelings for it, a few hours. Social distancing, or you will it's, catch it. It's a whole lot of love. Yeah, just silent love. killer. All right. You're not putting that in me. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> the test to find out whether you had it is so intensive too. So we'll just those oh, aren't pillows. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's good. We're going to stop this week. Uh, thank everyone for hanging out with us in the chat for this rather long episode. Um, guys, if you're, this is your first time finding us on YouTube, please make sure to hit that like and subscribe button. If you're listening back on Monday, please hit that like and subscribe button and leave us a review as it helps us tremendously in the podcast standing. Get through how far the episode. Yeah, I would love to know that too. Um, if this is your first time on YouTube, hit that notification bell so you know we go live every Friday night at, at uh, seven thirty p.m. Mountain Standard Time. Uh, next week, join us next week as we have a big interview going down next week live here on the show. We are going to have actor Jack O'Halloran, who's best known as Nun from Superman Two. He played one of Zod's henchmen in Superman Two, so. He's coming on the show next week and going to talk with us for a little bit. So look forward to that. Um, and for this week's episode of the Absolute Geek Podcast, I am Matt. I'm Kyle. Solo I'm, I'm Brian. I'm Corbin. Tra- I'm Travis. And we'll see you guys <laughs> next time. Corbin 19 out. <laughs> <laughs> My voice got way too high on that one. <laughs> Fun one. I'm very much like a lot. Me too. Good conversations.
feel like a Brady Bunch full cast over here. All right, fine, cool. So get some on next week because you got celebrities on.